You're listening to a Countout Podcast. everybody welcome back to independent waters my name is zach batista the host of this special segment for our special collective episode and with me i have two guests this time they're the hosts of how to talk to your friends without wrestling two of the coolest girls on the network to talk with amanda and ashley guys introduce yourself hi <laughs> that's ashley <I'm- laughs> and here we are mm-hmm. today we are going hopefully- to take zach's fucking beard belt today oh man it's it is a it's thick as, as af right now man <laughs> oh my Perfect. god i wake up in the morning it's got like a swirl in my face and i'm like oh god i'm like fuck <laughs> yeah. oh, god. fantastic we'll see if i can't take it add oh, it to my belt your fucking wall of belts god i should like set up the trophy <laughs> room here <laughs> you're like a poacher like you just like see a belt and you're like that's mine now <laughs> Easy i wouldn't have gotten mikey's had he not been the interim champ and talked a bunch of shit <laughs> he had to get cocky and then it just all went down oh man watch it happen i was just like i can't believe that just happened <laughs> for those of you wanting okay. to know uh like happy hour podcast that we do every other week we all just kind of chill Amanda and Mikey had a rock, paper, scissors off for the title bill of that show, and they <laughs> tied three times in a row, I believe it was. Or was it four? It was. It was an insane amount of times. Enough times that me and Ashley were beside ourselves watching it happen. We were like, just, just flip a coin, man. You yeah. can't tie flipping a coin. Which we did. And yeah. Mikey lost. So all the gold went to the How to Talk to Your Friends Without Wrestling podcast. <laughs> Yep. Oh. Anywho. All right. Anywho, we're, here, we're not here to talk about my beard belt, though we could. <laughs> we're here to talk about the first show of the collective, Glory Pro Wrestling. Yay. You two Woo! picked this, and I was actually quite curious. I was telling you before this, uh, there were a bunch of names on this card that I was like, never heard of you before. This should be fun. <laughs> kind of what I look for when I go to the collectives. I look for like new names or like just new. I guess promotions just to see like what they, what's up. <laughs> yeah. Well, Glory Pro does always get that lovely spot that's like, hey, you're the first you're the first card of the season, I guess. <laughs> and um uh, it's what 11 a.m. on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. So um hopefully no one from my work is listening to this. I had to watch this at work. Um <laughs> and I was watching it live at work and I am the Glory Pro fangirl, I think, of the group. So I was going to watch it anyway. Um, but It was inevitable. Yeah. Uh, but 
Yeah, I think I thought it was a good, I thought it was a good card. I thought it was a good show. Um, it definitely has a little something for everyone. And mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, let's go. Let's take a little more in depth approach, or I guess a look into this. Uh, we'll start with the first match. Myron Reed versus Carlos Romo versus Shane Saber versus Danny Jones. Yeah. The what did they call this? That was it was like the international four-way oh, international match. Yeah, four-way yes. international. Uh this match was solid. I actually quite enjoyed it. It was a good opener, especially like you said, it was early in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I need a match to like get me like splash some water in my face. And this match is pretty <laughs> much what I wanted from it. Also, I was watching at 9 a.m. I would like to remind everyone oh, I am on the yeah. West Coast. Oh, no. <laughs> I had that like during lunchtime. So I was like, I just woken up. I was I worked out. I'm like, all right, I'm tired. I'm ready to watch. You, you woke up with, the, oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. The struggle of a glory mm-hmm. fan. <laughs> it was 9 a.m. for me. Mm. Yeah, I thought, this, uh, I thought this match did a good job of showing off everybody's like strengths. Like there were some really nice uh, spots here. Like, uh, let's see, I think Romo had the spot. He's tied up Reed and Saber in like a dragon sleeper. And then he put Jones in like a scorpion death log. And I was like, that's fucking awesome. If you, if you know anything <laughs> about me wrestling, I love me some catch style wrestling, some technical wrestling. And I was like, <laughs> that's the good shit right there. Mm. <laughs> My notes are not nearly as awesome as yours. My oh. notes are like, Danny Jones had a wedgie immediately. Yep. <laughs> like, those are my notes. Um, and then nobody could get friggin' Jones off of the top rope. And somehow Saber ended up on like hands and knees, and Romo used him as a step stool to get to Jones. That was an interesting moment. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. I think uh, the spot of the match for me has to probably be when uh, so I think Jones had Saber in like a chokehold and they were on the apron. I was like, what are you going to do? And then Reed just hit Saber with the cutter and threw them all off the apron. And I was just like, excuse me? This <laughs> is early in the day. We're starting off with something like that. Wow. Okay. Yeah, a little dangerous. Um, and Myron Reed is pretty much a staple for Glory Pro as well. So the one guy I knew in this match, I love me some Myron Reed. Yeah. Fantasy. I didn't know anybody in this match, but I was really hoping that Shane Saber would win, and it did not work out in my favor. No, uh, I think if I recall correctly, I think uh, who was it? I think Saber hit the spear on Romo, and then Reed hit him with the air raid crash, and he got pinned. Right? I believe so. I wrote we'll down go with that. We'll go yeah, with that. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, just, I know who wins. I don't know how they win. <laughs> I. I because I've done this now I think two or three times I write down the finish everyone's matches in my notes because I'm like I will forget who wins a hundred percent I'll forget it I'm the their name gone it's like poof, gone <laughs> yeah there so. was so much wrestling this weekend that I oh. don't even know over twenty matches and counting over here yeah <laughs> you're intense yeah. oh yeah this is uh, a <laughs> this is the busiest time of the year for independent waters uh and then I have WrestleMania season also and uh, yes yeah, so it. It's like back to back to back. And I still got to watch Ring of Honor's card. I think tonight I'm going to watch it after this. Nice. That's a, that's going to be like a me sit. I'm going to sit down in my pajamas, just lean back in my chair and be like, <sighs> <laughs> stroke my beard ever so slowly. Like, <laughs> for as long as you have it. I, oh God, if I lose, if anyone that's going to only see me with a beard is going to look at my face and be like, what the hell happened? I, I have total baby face, complete baby face. This is gonna be so fun. I look like a boy. 
<laughs> a boy. <laughs> like a small child. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, I'm in my teens, not in my like <laughs> early, tw- uh, late 20s, early 30s with this beard on. Oh my God. So uh, what would you guys give this, this match grade if you could give one? They, it started off strong like you know it was a, it was a it was a strong start i would probably give it up what's your between a meh and a um a, a mark mark out mark out it? yeah <laughs> there it is uh that would be a high mez i called it one time okay. we just kept with that just like nice in the middle for me it was a meh solid nice way to wake me up i was like okay glory pro wrestling let's go <laughs> what about you amanda yeah. Uh, I think mine was like a meh. Meh. It's fine. Didn't give me all the things I wanted, but we started off strong. Yeah, it was a nice start to the card uh, leading into the next match, which was Janai Kai, the Kick Demon versus Tootie Lin, the blue little blue dragon, I think her nickname is. Yeah. If I got that right, that's a miracle. I know it's something uh, with blue dragon. Yeah, it was for the Midwest Territory Championship. Yes. And uh, all I remember about this match is that it was very short, and yeah. very technical, like a yes. lot of holes. And I, even I, as the whole guy, was like, oh, we're starting. <laughs> that grinded down the pace of this card quite a lot. <laughs> I enjoyed myself. Uh, it was just. They huh. just remind me of Mortal Kombat characters, which seemed to help me yes. get the match. <laughs> Accurate, actually. Yeah. Especially Janai Kai. Janai Kai looks like a, like a version of Shiva. Shiva? No, Shiva. Oh, actually, no Mortal Kombat characters' names. Oh my! <laughs> that this reminded me of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> well, I as a as someone as myself as an avid Mortal Kombat fan, you are quite accurate. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like Janai Kai was giving me like I don't know Scorpion vibes, like when girls dress up as slutty versions of things. <laughs> Not to say that she looks slutty, but like <laughs> that kind yeah. of is what i was getting out of the mortal yeah Kombat. gender bent version of them. yeah because janai kai was like not slutty whatsoever no, no, <laughs> no, no. At all. Like down that vein a little smidge the yeah. kick demon did not come down to the ring slutty at all <laughs> <laughs> no and i'm sure she would kick my face off if i had said that i love tootie lynn um but yeah i don't know it, this match was definitely kind of i'm it gave me like a bit of like a whiplash for like I we went from like a fast pace to suddenly something real slow. Yeah. And I was like, mm. I'm like, maybe you should have like swatch swapped that a bit, maybe. I don't know. Mm. I, I did, however, like the way she, that Tootie Lin won the match when she retained her title was the Fujiwara she used to submit Kai. So I was like, that looked fucking awesome. Do that mm-hmm. more. That do that. Do that. <laughs> I love that. Do that. You know, there's not much really tall. It's like a lot of holds, and I was like, I'm not. I, it's just holds holds yeah. kicks you know the usual what you'd expect from two technical wrestlers it's a meh for me you know i was like yeah, it's fine yeah it's fine yeah yeah it's a yeah what's slower than a man meh a mark. Well, there's okay so it's not really been given a grade a lot there is low meh but it doesn't usually get there and then there's just miss out which is i don't watch it it's not worth it that, oh, okay that's a grade that yeah. we that i've rarely given out like, I'm gonna say this one's gonna be a low meh for me. Not wow. I know. Not like I appreciate the wrestlers and they are technical and they are great, but overall, like it, it just kind of slowed pace down. Mm-hmm. Fair, fair. 
Now, next match, however, this this match woke me the fuck up. After like, if I, the other match like slowed oh, me down, match. this match woke me the fuck up. I was like, I uh, I'm like fuck yes, hello, just sit up in my chair a little bit. <laughs> we got. <laughs> Zach, take a moment. <laughs> we had Jake something going against Max the Impaler. I knew who both these were. And when I saw this, I knew this is like one of the few matches I was like, oh, fuck yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think, well, Amanda, when Amanda saw it, you weren't sure who Max, you, you knew who Max was. Yes. But I think both you and I were just like, we want this. I need to see this happen. Give it to me. Yeah, uh, Jake something on Annie Bill. Yes, please. Yeah, thank Love you. Jake something. <laughs> yes, please and thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Every day, thank you very much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, this was... I have, I have one line of notes that's just, ooh. The whole <laughs> line. As soon as Jake something came out, that's what I was writing. Just, just ooh. Just ooh. What's yep. his name? Something. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah this is a this is a straight up hoss fight they beat the piss out of each other and i was all for it now did you um not to like fully just jump right into it did you see what happened to max when they started bleeding because i couldn't figure it out really the best way that i could just that i could figure this out is that um it was when max and uh something were like larry kept larry oh my god this i know that i stopped uh, something was lariating max max kept getting back up and then Max grabbed his hand and uh, headbutted him in the face. And I think they just busted themselves open by accident when they hit mm-hmm. something in the face. Though it was a happy accident, it made the match even better because yeah. Max just started pouring blood down their face and Jake's entire face was just covered in like, on like one half with their blood. And I was like, yes, yes, any yeah. fucking day of the week. Hell yeah. <laughs> Yes, I get that's exactly the result I wanted. Blood. But I get so nervous with headbutt. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Understandable. understandable it but is. People uh... like this one was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a little bit of blood, a little bit of color just gives that match the extra oomph that it needs. And man, there. such a good fucking match. These two were just battering each other. Uh, ending of the match was also great because mm-hmm. Jake something has a amazing boss man slam which he used to pick up the wind i was full on with this match i was full sent i was just like yes fuck yes maxine paler i've watched like two hoss matches with them now and they're both been fantastic jake wins we love a big fucking brick house winning. oh yeah but uh, if they're <laughs> jake something mm-hmm. this match was like two monster trucks just slamming into each other and i was i loved it this <sighs> was my first max the impaler match i've never seen any other so this was super exciting i fucking loved that and surprisingly this is the first time i've seen jake something wrestle like yeah i've been following on on instagram for like (laughs) i've never seen him wrestle you're such a i I love you oh what match is your favorite not important I'm like, oh, we're going to, I mean, if I'm completely honest, I followed Jake something solely based on looks originally. I mean, he's a beefcake, so. Yeah. 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 Uh, I like your wrestling style too, big man. So you've got a fan, a wholehearted fan now. mm -hmm. Yeah, Max, uh, Max, I've watched Max kind of grow a little bit on the NDC because I, uh, I saw Max pre their change to them now. 
where they mm-hmm. more they're uh, they're they them now and they are the wasteland where I love the wasteland where look I think it looks menacing and it's very out there like you see Max you'll remember Max basically mm-hmm. yeah so yeah so- this match what do you guys think of it uh hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm also gonna give it the hell yeah uh, this is a mark out for me like this match was I really like this match is really great cost fight so after that we get ah uh, yes now I remember we get the uh, the massive tag team championship match yeah technical difficulties versus fly death versus alpha omega versus the hustle and the muscle for the united glory tag team championship this was a lot <laughs> yeah there was a lot of it this match the moment it started at the gate fast pace i was like and there goes any shot of me writing any detailed notes about this match this is a match that if i got it with mikey i'd be like oh boy i'm gonna be here for 30 minutes talking about this now <laughs> yeah i had trouble keeping up also and this isn't even my first four-way tag team match because when we went to prestige they had one mm-hmm. and it was all over the fucking place like and same mm-hmm. with this i didn't know any of these tag teams yeah that for me same uh, here the only one i knew was technical difficulties oh, okay mm-hmm. and that's because they've been the champs before yeah they uh commentary said hustle and muscle beat them for the belts because yeah. the manager they didn't have this time yeah and i was like okay mysterious guy thanks i guess <laughs> yeah where are you what are you doing mm-hmm. uh you know this is just it was a bit sloppy at points but this match is fun to watch like it's kind of like one of those things you're like you just see things happening on the screen and you're like yes i know what's happening 100 <laughs> percent wrestling <laughs> like, wrestling is happening that's what's happening <laughs> a bunch of sweaty dudes are jumping around the ring pretending to fight yes nailed it but i uh, have to say um I just like the people that name tag teams every once in a while crack me up. There's a tag <laughs> called Technical Difficulties. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> it's sometimes I just hustle and muscle for crying out loud. Like, I don't know. Some of the tag team names are I feel reaching, but maybe not making it to the mountaintop. They got to go for something different that like puts them out of like puts them what's the word um separates them from the crowd you know like you you remember that name i mean this is even the first time i've had this complaint because me and ashley named our tag team ketchup and mustard solely based on the fact that tag teams are shit yeah and we had like red and yellow hair at the time so it worked even better tag team names they got you on watch right now better come with a good tag team name even though ketchup and mustard is horrible it's just it a is. play on salt and uh, salt and pepper, basically. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, pretty much. That's a great group, though. Um, this is also <laughs> I where you can really tell that I don't know what was going on with the ring, but that thing was uh, wobbly. Oh yeah. Yes, it was. Mm. It was real wobbly, I'm and the only me. person that kind of you can see says something is Ali in the next match. Oh uh, yeah, but. It was making me very nervous. Mm-hmm. Oka did not approve that fucking. <laughs> I, I was seeing those whoops, like the top were being wobbly. I'm like, someone's going to fall and like hurt themselves, man. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised dad didn't have anything to say about that. Like dad concerns should have been flying out of the scene. Like just uh, through the roof. Like who did this? 
Mm-hmm. He would show them how mm-hmm. to fix the ring. He'd be like, "You mm-hmm. can show you one corner. You're gonna get the other three now." Do you guys know that Dan is also the booker for Glory Pro? Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Amanda knows this because I talk about Dan. Constantly. I did but not know the about that. Reason I know it is because you told me that. Yeah. <laughs> he basically runs like Glory Pro. No. Oh. Good for him. I mean, I I, I like the baby. I liked a lot of the booking in this. So. So yeah, this uh, this match is all over the place. All I've written down here is that. I liked a lot of Alpha Omega. I thought that they stood out to me. Like whenever they did something, I was like, oh yeah, there's them. And Fly Def stood up because they were Cirque de Soleil personified. Like all their shit was like the most over the top, like crazy acrobatic shit that I was just like, all right, yeah, I, I, what can I say? I love Lucha, so. Yeah. Makes sense, makes sense. There was like a point where like they one stood on the other one's shoulders just to jump out of the ring onto everyone else. And I was like, you didn't need to do that. That was sick though. <laughs> You didn't need to do that, but I'm okay with it. I'm 100% fine with it. Keep doing it. I'll cheer you. No problem. <laughs> Love that. Mm-hmm. Unnecessary, but we'll take it. We'll- <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, think of it. Yeah, I have it here. Hustle and Muscle won after Hustle, because I don't know their names, so I wrote them down as what they were. Hustle punched nice. one of the members of Fly Def in the face, and then the guy who's the muscle hoisted him in the air and slammed him into the mat, and they won. How they did it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how yeah. that. That's about as clean cut as I can get it. They won. <laughs> I remember technical difficulties was not happy at all. No. They weren't. No, they weren't. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that's reasonable. Yeah. I imagine you lose because of some manager, and then you get into the next title match, and there are just two other random teams that just mess with your shit every time you try to get them. <laughs> I did like that. The worst. Every time yeah. the two teams got in the ring, there was you could. They definitely sold their rivalry between each other, and I was like, that's nice. That's a good like wait for someone new like me since god knows i didn't know what the hell any of these teams have with each other yeah i am happy that glory pro put in like little background stories mm-hmm. that kind of, if you were just coming in you had at least some impression of what was going on yeah yeah that was appreciated mm-hmm. uh this match for me gets a meh yeah solid same. it's fun solid but like I, I wasn't going like that was off i was like that was a fun match Especially Same. after I came down off the high of what was Maxine Paler and Jake something. <laughs> Glory Pro True. really roller coaster ride so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it actually fits really well, especially with the next match, because I love the next match. Mm-hmm. Alley Catch yeah. versus Laney Luck in a submission match, a match I you never hear in any promotion ever these days. No DQs, no rope race. I really like this match. This was these two beat the shit out of each other. This is like probably the best I've seen Lady Luck be too. Like I was very impressed by her. Mm-hmm. I've seen her a few times before and I thought she was like, okay, but I've never been super like, yeah. Like I see her, her matches and I'm like, you're good. You're fine. But like nothing like wowed me this match. Like I said, this, I agree. This match is also like her best match I've seen these two. Yeah. They, I mean, the matches, they had a blood rivalry basically between like Ali catch being just an absolute piece of shit to her in the ring. Mm-hmm. And it definitely bled into this match very well. Yeah. Like I love Gil Alley for sure. Oh, like, Gil Alley's so good. Oh my god. And then they give you the little backstory of what happened last time where she poked the, the ref in the eyes. So mm-hmm. she didn't the mission and oh my god. Amazing. Yeah. And then Lania was it she like moved her hand out of the way the one time and when she went to grab the she's like, no, nah, ah, 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 not again. Yeah. I yeah. I also liked how these two are very clearly trying to beat the hell out of each other, but Allie was the bigger asshole in this match. Like every dirty trick that she could pull out, she did. No shame whatsoever. And I loved it. Yeah. 
Oh, 100%. I love that Allie eye gouged Lainey this time. Mm-hmm. I also love that Lainey had her in a submission. I thought it was going to be over. And then Allie calls the ref over and then uses him to get her off of yep. her. Oh, <laughs> like, it was awesome. Lainey. Oh, man. Like these two are out of the ring, like just chops, beating each other down. There's, I think, I think Allie like chopped the pole at one point. I was like, no, I, every time a wrestler does that, I can just in my hand, I'm like, ah. Fucking hell, man. Yeah. We just stand there and go. Mm, You take it. Sucks. Dealing it. (laughs) Probably more fun. Allie also did like a handful of my favorite things. Like she does. I don't, I don't know what it's called. I didn't hear what it was called. So I have my own name for it. Oh, okay. Let's hear it. um, I call it the crotch drop where she's like up on a rope and then she just like throws her legs over the person's shoulders and like. (laughs) Brings him to the ground. Okay. Crotch drop. I don't crotch know what the drop. fuck it's called, but we're calling it a cross drop. And I fucking love when she does that. It's my favorite. So yeah, she did that. And then we did the using the ref thing. And just in general, she's a bad At one app. point, didn't she like pull Laney across the the um pole? What, why am I saying pole? What's Ring whatever post? the thing is? Yeah. She turnbuckle? like yeah. No, well, not the turnbuckle, but she kind oh. of like. It almost looked like she was trying to break her. Oh, yeah. In she half. had like her one leg in her in arm half. and just like pulled yeah, it back. I hate like, when they do that oh. so much. I know like it's probably not as bad as it seems, but holy shit, I don't like how it looks. Oh, it's nasty. They just contort their body around the pole and it's just like, no. Yeah, I don't. But at the I'm same time, the inner part of me, the wrestling fan of me is like, yes, yes. <laughs> do more violence. I must have no human decency when it comes to wrestling. I'm just like, violence. <laughs> And I love me some violence. I, oh God. Violent wrestling matches are usually up there with like the ones where I'm like, yes, fuck yes, give me it. All in my veins, up to my heart. I have this little like print out of a Kirby and he's sitting at a little table and it just says, I crave violence underneath it. (laughs) My favorite little guy. That's that's adorably vicious. (laughs) I like it. It worked. mm. Oh yeah, the finish of this match is fucking awesome. Love the finish. Oh yeah, the Boston Crab off the like apron or whatever. Yeah. Uh oh man. So it was like Lainey put the Boston Allie's own Boston Crab on her. I was like the disrespect on this fucking woman right now. And then <laughs> Allie flipped it on her and dragged her in the Boston Crab. And Lainey dragged herself to the ropes. The rest like, well, there's no rope break. So I don't know what to tell you. Then Allie like just stomped on her back some more while she was like hanging out of the ropes and used the rope, like tied her legs into the ropes and just yanked her back. And I was like, that's Oh my god! And Eleni had to tap, and I was just like, "That's that's amazing." Yeah, good shit. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh man, uh, I was I'm I'm torn because like I had this as a high mid, but I want to give it the markout just because it was such a great match for me. But mm. this one's a markout for me. Yeah, I'm gonna have to give it a markout. I'm giving it markout. I I've been Allie, swayed. It's Ali Cat. <laughs> Yeah, he it's Al- wrong for me. So uh, I love. I'll always love you some Alley Catch. I can thank Mikey for knowing about Alley Catch because he uh, he's been an Alley Catch fan forever now. He still has shirts when she was a cat. Yeah, I have a cat shirt too. Excellent. We love us or some Alley Catch merch. So after like like we said, the highs and lows of this uh, card, we then get Grindhouse, which I didn't know who they were at first because they changed their their name. Yeah, it's really bothering me that they changed their name. It's so yeah. stupid. Like, 
Grindhouse formerly were besties in the world. And like, I love that name. Yeah. And they're going up against the No Remorse Corpse, which is, uh, I think it's Rocky Romero and Davey Richards, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Again, with these fucking tag team names. (laughs) I can't. Shaking her head over there. Grindhouse is actually kind of, like, I think Grindhouse is actually kind of cool if they weren't already besties in the world yeah. like I like they weren't already established mm-hmm. i like the the concept behind the game of like we grind out this every day we're like the hardest working team i'm like okay that's a good origin but like you were besties in the world and like that's the name that i would hear and i'd instantly be like oh yeah i know what besties in the world are yeah well um, they've ruined your day now they're called grindhouse <laughs> they did initially but then they got into this match and these two do a great job coming off across as assholes like all match <laughs> they were just Pete, just little shits flipping Rocky off the whole match. They just beat the shit out of Davey using the ref, just every every way they could possibly use to just antagonize both members of No Remorse Corpse. And I was just like, you guys are asking for an ass whooping. How could they have beat up everyone's favorite dad? Like, not even Dan the dad. Everyone's favorite dad is Davey Richards. And so they just they just beat the hell out of them and like yeah they did though uh so mean though they would learn later why you don't ever disrespect dad because that man's strikes were great yeah like he <laughs> i was like oh yeah you you earned this and then he had some awesome submission spots for like he got them in like an indian death block and a heel hook and i was just like that's okay don't fuck with day riches gotcha gotcha <laughs> Oh man, I I love that. I like how this really felt like a tag team match too. Like the other matches, like each team had like some like double team offense, but in this match, really felt like two well established teams that know each other well. You know what I mean? Yeah, true, true. They did give us those vibes for sure. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of dual offense maneuvers. Grindhouse had their classic. I miss. I almost said best teams in the world. They have their uh, their running knee, I think it is, and their spin kick into the corner. Love that move. Yeah. <laughs> Or more scores like just picked. I think it was um, I think Davy picked at Rocky and just used him like a little battering ram with his knee up. I was just like, I love that. Everyone uses Rocky <laughs> as just like whatever tool they need. He's like a little Swiss Army knife. Because mm-hmm. Trent does that too. Trent uses them for everything when they team up. Mm-hmm. But Hungry Vice, baby. Yeah, I can I just say like not to not to dwell on the fact they're not. Best is <laughs> I also miss the fact we did not get Savage Garden. Mm. Oh my god, I missed the entrance music. <laughs> Was that oh the? Oh, did they? I'll see. I one match I watched. I didn't know about their entrance music. I just they were just oh, in the okay. ring when I came in. So I have no. They had another theme. Their original um, entrance music is uh, Savage Garden's. Um, god, what's the? What's it called? Is it that um, song? No, not the song that I, not the JoJo song. The it's the um, the truly madly deeply. Yes, you're correct. Yeah. I yeah. I went on YouTube because so I was like, well, now I got to look. Three hundred seventy nine million views. Yeah. Wow. Okay, that must be a hell of a song. Yeah. And they did not come out to it here to the sadness of Ashley. Yeah. <laughs> Big sad. Big We're sad. just like over here, like like rest in peace, besties in the world. Name you will be missed. <laughs> Are they going to change their their uh, little talk show on high spots? Is it going to be called Grindhouse now? Oh, oh. guess we'll have to wait and see. I'm big. I bet. Better not. 
pitches besties in the world on the podcast and they come out and they're like, ah, we're grindhouse now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway. The match was solid. Gives a meh from me. Yeah. Like it was very standard tag match in so many ways of like, you know, cut the ring in half, watch Rocky get his ass kicked while they just ta- taunt dad. Dad takes his belt out, beats the shit out of them, wins. <laughs> yeah, it's a meh for me. Yeah, I will also give it a meh. You know, now that you point out this roller coaster, that was pretty much me this whole card because the next match I really liked, which was Dan yeah. the Dad versus Cody Lane in a <laughs> loser leaves the neighborhood no DQ match. So fucking yeah. ridiculous. The- I <laughs> I'm about to go off. Oh, you're oh. about to go off. Oh, please. No, 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 no. In a good way. In a good way. Okay. So, I was gonna okay. say I had been waiting for the buildup of this match because they had been teasing it for like two or three weeks mm-hmm. and dropping these little videos once a week. Videos. And that was what the little like vignette was in the beginning. I um, with... love this match off that vignette. Just... So <laughs> it was to see it put together with freaking My Way by Limp Bizkit. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you fucking rocket stone cold in this feud. Oh my god. Oh no. Oh, there we go. She is. Um it says it's charging, but it's not. It's my Uh-oh. way. I was well, like, this. <laughs> it oh. was so good. And just to see them, because I I used to watch uh when when Dan used to have his Twitch channel, he doesn't really use it anymore. But um Cody Lane used to be there on there a lot with him and warhorse oh wow! so it's very strange to see them like be three buddies just hanging out like drinking (laughs) together and that's how i actually found out about um smack talk showdown was they were playing it and so yeah it's very weird to see cody like be so mean to dan but um i was waiting for them to announce something and i'm like i bet you it's going to be at the collective and then they finally announced that it was in fact going to be at the collective and i was so happy that it was like a no dq match mm-hmm. this was a very fun but violent match it was yeah. especially for dan yeah that was i was you know the thing i felt all my other matches i seen was like dan and oh who was it oh who's his tag partner he had it was it's a it's a it's a woman i don't know who she is i can't think off the top of my head Oh, no. I've only oh. ever known to be with Warhorse. Because I know, because he, because it was him and her against Gaetanic Panic and a, a serious tag team. So I remember this match was like a complete comedy match. That's all I've known mm. Dan the Dad for. So then he comes out here and I'm like, oh, this is going to be a fun match. And they just get ladders out. I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> <We're> <laughs> what? Just... Then they get trash kidlets. I'm like, oh, shit. We're just, fuck it. Yeah. My favorite was commentary when he pulled the, when Dan pulled the ladder out and I can't remember who it was, probably Veda, who was like, oh, he probably got that from his shed. And I was just (laughs) dying. Yeah. The dad jokes were so good. Mm -hmm. The Oscar the Grouch stuff when they pulled the trash can out was my favorite. Amazing. Dan, (laughs) I've never seen Dan so aggressive. Like he bum rush Cody at the start of this match. And I was like, yeah. oh, wow, dad's mad. Don't fuck with his neighborhood. Yeah. Don't he fuck also- with his neighborhood or his children. <laughs> he looks like one of my little league coaches from back <laughs> comes out. I was just like, whoa. 
Mm-hmm. Oh. Too funny. Yeah. Yeah, I actually realized I knew who Cody Lane was when he was, because in the vignette, he was clothed the whole time. So I was like, who the hell is this? And then he came to the ring and I saw his tiny shorts with his long ass legs. I'm like, you're the Southern Flamingo. I remember you. You were good in the collective I watched. <laughs> All I remember, that's just, he's just a pair of legs in my head. Just long ass legs. Well, yeah. they call it the Flamingo Salt that he does. Yep. Like, oh, so- yeah. That thing was sick. Mm. Holy shit. There were some nasty spots in this match. The worst one was by far the uh the, the where the ladder was like set up on the corner or like on the ring post, and yep. Cody just threw Dan like face first into it. I was like, oh no, oh god, didn't like that, that one. And then when the ladder ended up just like in the middle of the ring, and they just like kept jumping on it mm-hmm. or pushing each other on it, and it was just like backs yeah. are being hurt. They yep. Then, Dan also use, usually uses his belt, and he didn't use his belt this time. Oh, that would have been a good spot. And I was confused why he didn't. He normally takes his belt off. Uh, I wasn't confused. Now I am. I'm like, what's up with that, Dan? There were too many. Excuse me. There were too many other things to use: trash cans, ladders, mm-hmm. chairs, probably. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I, but it was good for his hardcore match because oh my god yeah and the irony that lane lost himself the match because he went for the flamingo flip and he hit the ladder on his leg and dan dad was like well son let me teach you why you shouldn't do stupid wrists figure four tap out instantly (laughs) that That was early it was oh just nasty i was just like ah it's ruthless dan but i mean if you mess with the piece of his suburban neighborhood you will pay the price yeah what are you guys giving this match? Um, I mean, I feel like I know what Ash is right off the bat. <laughs> I don't even need to say it. <laughs> Mine's a mark out. I like Dan the Dad a lot. And then um, Cody Lane won a spot in my heart through this one for sure. Mm. Uh, I think I gave this match high mix. I really liked this match, but it didn't like get me amped. But I was still very impressed with the fact that it was, I'd never seen Dan the Dad do anything outside of comedy matches. So I was impressed with his hardcore chops. <laughs> they say death match dan just death kidding. match dad <laughs> nice uh okay so then we've got ah yes this is the other match on this card that i saw and knew both the contestants were and was really excited for josh <laughs> alexander versus warhorse yeah yes I love me some josh alexander matches i love i mean Warhorse matches Ashley and I just chose this so that we could talk about our cosplay again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Your cosplay. Yeah. So For me and Amanda have dressed as Dan the Dad and Warhorse. <laughs> that was our Halloween costume this year. And so we put pictures on Instagram and Twitter and everything. Very nice. Amanda looked amazing as Warhorse. She did full makeup and everything. Oh, let's go. I, I sacrificed a fucking jean jacket to turn it into a jean vest. oh my god rest in peace that jacket i guess yeah i like i cut the sleeves off i took all the pictures and i was like fuck i don't have a jean jacket anymore okay (laughs) that's okay sew the sleeves back on sew the sleeves back. i didn't even think about doing that but that's actually brilliant oh it's just a vest now i love josh alexander Mm. I also love Warhorse, so this one was a hard one. 
This one was good. These two had what I, I described the chops as thunderclaps. Like every time it was just, <laughs> just a fucking impact. And I was like, yeah, no, that's going to be a no for me taking that ever. Yeah. You they got a chop happy for me for a second there. There was a moment here where these two just kept chopping each other. I do remember that. And I was like, okay. Also, Josh Alexander just seems so fucking serious. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Heal Josh Alexander is the most serious man you will ever see. Just like so serious with your fucking ear guards so you don't get cauliflower ear and just so fucking serious. Oh, yeah. I think if I recall correctly, that used to be like a required thing for him because something happened to his ear. Mm-hmm. And then he just kept the thing on his head. He's like, well, I mean, it stands out. I was like, yeah, you're right. Uh, there were some really, really good spots on here. Like, I love the part where uh, Warhorse was on the top of Alexander and he like did like the clap into his ears. Oh, the like, bell clap. I have that too. Yep, bell <laughs> yeah. clap, pulled out his legs from the top rope and double stomped them in the chest. It was great. Some really good double t- stomp spots here. Yes. Uh, I loved how Alexander worked Warhorse's leg this entire match. So when he finally like spiked him into the mat with the double stomp from the top, he couldn't actually get the pin because his ankle was killing him too much that he just couldn't even drag himself. Yeah, I really thought he was hurt. Mm-hmm. I was he- like, is something actually wrong? <laughs> like, oh my God, I totally fell for everything. He did a very good job of playing that. Like, I'm not going to give up. I'm the baby face, but God, this hurts so much. Yeah. <laughs> Alexander was fantastic job. Mm, Alexander was classic. Why won't you just fucking die? Heal. Yeah. Also, uh, they stick ass slam into the apron. Oh my god. Oh yeah. There were a handful of times where I was just like, oh, there's so much pain happening. Uh huh. <laughs> there were this match was really well done. Like, oh my god. Then there was uh, the start of the ankle lock, uh, the ankle troubles, which is the ankle lock. The Warhorse couldn't walk after the match or after the match. From that point on in the match, I was like, that's a really good idea. Yeah. Because it makes Alexander's ankle lock look just like Kurt Angle levels of like, you do not ever want this on your on your leg, <laughs> ever. Credibility. Yes. Credibility, indeed. Storytelling, storytelling, storytelling. Mm-hmm. Sorry, story, storytelling. Kayfabe, please. Yeah. <laughs> Except sadly, uh, Alexander... Did defeat Warhorse here. I was yeah. rooting for Warhorse and uh, he lost. Uh, he dropped him with the Tiger Driver. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> Warhorse tried I'm so hard. Super bummed Warhorse lost. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but it was, a, it was a great match, honestly. It was a good match. It was high energy. It was fast paced. Like it moved really well and everything. I just really wanted Warhorse to win. Yeah, it would have been nice. <laughs> but I mean, hey, you look like a baby. Fa- you look like a valiant baby face in defeat. So, True. this is. Uh, I actually gave this match a mark out. Dang! Oh. This match was right at my alley. Heavy chops, submission, really good in-ring character work from both of them. Really good selling. I'm a sucker for selling. Like, you have a wrestler that can sell an injury all match and not just forget about it. Sometimes you've got me hooked instantly. <laughs> Amanda, would you give it? This one's a mark out for me. It's Warhorse. <laughs> I, yeah, I would probably, I was going to give it a high meh, but going back and like rewatching it a little bit, I probably would give it a mark out as well. Nice. This card's having some good, it's literally a roller coaster. High meh mark out. Meh. 
I'm in more now. Meh. Yeah. Um, but Dan the dad, like it makes sense that Dan the dad fought and then it was Warhort. Like, okay, mm-hmm. we're all up on the roller coaster now. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. we get to the main event. Brian Keith versus Mike Outlaw for the Crown of Glory Championship. Uh, um, that was a good match. Solid match. It was slower, though. Yes. Much lot, slower than the other a matches. Lot slower. A lot slower. And um, Brian Keith was uh, the, the hometown favorite. That's why they yep. were like... Oh, this crowd booed the shit out of Outlaw. Anytime he did anything per- like that helped him win, booed instantly. Brian Keith Anything shares everywhere. So, which one's the one in the cowboy getup? The cowboy getup is Brian Keith. That's the outlaw. Oh, okay. so the bounty. That's the bounty hunter, Brian Keith. And then you have Mike okay. Outlaw. He, he looked like such a badass. Oh, I love Brian Keith. Looks so much. It was such a like, goddamn the fucking character work out of that one. Mm. Just like full costume, so sick so sick yeah when it comes to the ring it gives you this pressure this this like just impression of like that man's about to do some serious uh damage to someone yeah yeah oh, very good and yet mike Allo comes out he's got a whole posse of people in his corner like he had a whole faction i was like i didn't even know you had a big this big of a faction oh it's team ambition yeah i was like that that's faction- a- like stupid huge well it's because it's everyone in davy hooch who trains with Davy Richards? Mm-hmm. That was the same way they're all in jumpsuits and they all look very yeah. young. Because I was just like, hold when they when they after spoiler slightly, Outlaw won it. But like <laughs> when he wins, like he's standing in the ring and like everyone came in. I was I was literally like a man. I was like, holy fuck, that's a stupid big faction in the ring. What the hell? Yeah, Warhorse like, is actually Warhorse? there with them too, but he's not like part of it when they're when they all come out in the track suits he's got to you know he's got to keep up his appearances of his van halen jumpsuit <laughs> he can't yeah. he can't be in his team ambition uh sweatsuit so uh yeah I, all i've written one of the things i've written down this match did not have a lot of flashy spots it just more so was like a story of just two dudes fighting to the bitter end like yeah outlaw was like i don't give a fuck if these people don't like me i'm not losing in front of my team and outlaw and keith was just like this is my hometown I'm yeah. taking the gold home for Texas. I was Which, actually I, really shocked that Mike Outlaw kept the belt too. Yeah, that was a bit deflating because the crowd got me really into it. And I really wanted to see Keith win. And for him to get rolled up by Outlaw, I was like, oh. Yeah. And the that's crowd was too. pissed. Yeah. Booze. It's like, oh, that's unfortunate. We I had. Think- there was only one spot in this match that really stood out to me, which was uh, it was when Outlaw was on the top rope, and he just grabbed Keith from the floor, and he just picked him up off the floor and spinning like neckbreaker off of it, into, <laughs> like, and then he just did a reverse like a vertical release suplex, kind of like John Moxley's thing, and I was just like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> we were I've never seen someone just like man mode like, all right, I'm just gonna pick you up to the top, and we'll just you'll just get suplex anyway. Yeah. Yeah, he manhandled that man. Oh, absolutely. Manhandled him. But, uh, you know, the match was, I wish that the ending wasn't as deflating. Yeah. Because, like, I probably would have had higher marks this match if if Keith won, to be honest. Same. Yeah, I feel that way, too. Like, big same, because 
it just again on that roller coaster and this was definitely the down yeah this was like like it was like a man said we hit like the peak with dan the dad and warhorse and then we're just coming down off of it now the ride's over have well, a- the worst part is you didn't even know it was going to be a come down with the way that brian came out and then mm-hmm. slowly but surely we were disappointed yeah yeah but I mean, hey, I thought this was, a, it was like a solid match. It might have gotten the high meh for me if this match had like that ending. If he won it, I probably would have given it a high meh. But as it is, it gets a meh for me. Yeah, I'm a meh. I'm a meh too. Uh, yeah, I find it funny how meh for us is usually just fine. But all of us, that was all we're feeling when we finished this. Like, eh, eh. okay. Head nods and eh, shoulder shrugs. <laughs> yeah. I will say that overall, this is, I was pleasantly surprised with how good a lot of the matches were on this card like yeah they put out a good show from a promotion that i don't really watch as often though i probably will now on indie waters with mikey because mm-hmm. we have like a rotation of shows and this is like not one that has gone up on my radar yet somehow well it's on high spots let me be my little uh glory pro uh promo <laughs> um <laughs> They upload usually within a week, I think. Okay. Um, after the shows, and it's all on high spots. So very nice. And Dan does a show, kind of an interview show. He hasn't done an episode recently, but he does one called Glory Days with Dan the Don. Oh, okay. Where he interviews people. Very He's done nice. like three or four, but they're really interesting. They're they're kind of fun. So. Yeah. That was Glory Pro, a very a great start to the collective and for the wrestling weekend in general, at least for me. I don't know how, how it went for you. You guys, based on what Amanda was telling me before, you guys are plagued with roadblocks that just seem to <laughs> sabotage you. Amanda, did, Amanda had a rough weekend, but... Yeah, no wrestling for me at all. I watched so much wrestling that I at some point just everything started to kind of meld together and so mm-hmm. i don't even know yep <laughs> left from right up from down i yeah we were trying to talk about it on our show and i couldn't remember <laughs> which <laughs> matches uh this music won and didn't win and because i swear i've seen him and mike bailey each wrestled 68 times this weekend yeah those two were there's always like one workhorse wrestler at least mike bailey i feel like wins the award for that this year that man was on like every fucking night every card he could be on yeah there's just a picture on veda scott's twitter of him just laying on like the floor of the airport i believe or the hotel like just asleep yeah (laughs) i'm like mood that's yeah overall yes nailed it yeah, so, and then there's at least four or five shows that I wanted to see that I haven't even been able to watch mm-hmm. yet. Oh, uh, you know, there, there's some really good shows in the collective. Uh, slight spoilers for those that are hearing this now, because me and Mikey's episode comes out on Sunday. My favorite of the shows is World on Lucha. Mm-hmm. That was a really good card. Like, if you don't like Lucha wrestling or you haven't seen any Lucha wrestling, boy, you should just watch that. You'll become a fan of it. Yeah, that's when I want to watch. I didn't get to watch for the culture, and I I miss most of um, Big Gay Brunch, which I never oh. miss, and I need to go back and watch it. So, uh, I will say, uh, what was it? Uh, for the culture was a great show. 
I had mm-hmm. a, I talked about that with Ryan actually on one of the I think it's the first episode of this. Uh, mm-hmm. Big Gay Brunch is good. I was pleased with Big Gay Brunch. Uh, it's I always go to Big Gay Brunch like with a uh, what's the word? with a with high uh, ho- yeah high hopes to find like a new standout person on the gay independent wrestling scene that I was not aware of. Mm-hmm. I like the booking for one of the matches, even though the match itself wasn't the best in my opinion the booking made a lot more sense after the fact hmm. where i was like okay you know what the match wasn't the best but i'll it gets a higher grade simply because it just continues a storyline that i want to now see the ending of mm, gotcha it's one of those like ugh, it happens sometimes mike and i will like find a match and be like what's this match and we find that we found the build-up match to the main match not mm-hmm. the actual main match so we get like the the weird finish or like the run in and we're just like oh come on man <laughs> like this is not it it is like why the run in man oh my yeah. yeah yeah so that was this special episode of the collective uh man ashley you got anything to plug just ourselves i guess right yeah i'm trying to think i don't think that there is anything other than ourselves <laughs> which are great We'll do our freaking spiel. Okay, so we are Ashley and Amanda from How to Talk to Your Friend About Wrestling. You can find us on Twitter at HTTWpod or on Instagram at How to Talk Wrestling Pod. And you can find us everywhere you're already listening to podcasts. If you can, rate, review, and subscribe. Um, We also have merch if you're interested, and you can find that at um how to talk to your friend about wrestling.bigcartel.com and that's freaking it yeah that's yeah. us smooth af well thanks <laughs> for listening everybody uh i believe this might probably be second if it's not second uh keep listening on sunday mike and i'll be releasing our just our solo indie waters episode where we talk about i believe we're talking about world on lucha spring break and big a brunch so yeah, thanks for watching or listen, I guess. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Independent Waters. My name is Zach Batista, the host of these special interview uh, reviews of The Collective, my portion of guest interview, uh, guest, I guess just discussions. And today, I have a very special guest with me to talk about a very special event. My host is none other than the host of uh, Ring Post Radio, 
happy hour. He's the one of the founders of this network. You all love him. You all hate him. Ryan <laughs> Nightsy. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Put the pitchforks down, everybody. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's just a bit. It's just a bit. Oh, hey. Ooh, hey. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, happy to be here, Zach. Happy to be here, for sure. Uh, here, excited to talk about For the Culture. Uh, uh, very good WrestleMania weekend. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I, I realized halfway during the weekend that I was like, this weekend doesn't feel as bloated. Not bloated, maybe not the right word. But packed. like as packed as last year, I realized like oh we're they're missing a bunch of shows. Last year yeah. a bunch of shows, mm-hmm. and uh, this year still a lot of wrestling. Oh yeah, a more manageable amount of wrestling. Oh, I okay. I I ran the marathon this weekend. I think I only out of all the shows in the collective, I only didn't watch three of them. I I can tell you exactly how many matches I've seen this weekend. And I was just by the end of when I finished the last one I watched, which is Mission Pro Wrestling. Watch that, watch that fucking show. It's a good fuck. It's a great show. The women there did a really good job. It's unfortunately because Mikey and I don't have all the time in the world to record to review everything. Yeah, that got cut, but I still watched it. Support Mission for Wrestling. They do a great job of promoting women's wrestling. Put on a great show. I watched 67 matches so far oh. this weekend. Uh, oh, which, my God. which I mean, I, I mean, let me let's do this. I'll ex- exclude uh, Rampage, which got just got included in that list. Um, uh, so that's 63, <laughs> 63 matches. That reminds me, I still have to watch for um, Supercard. Mm-hmm. Super I have not watched great. it yet. Supercard is great. Great. My uh, dad did not team. stop gushing about the tag team match. Match of the year contender, probably the best tag team match in a long time. But also, and lo- I say that in a long time, but like, I mean, the tape, the Matt, the OGK Matt Taven uh, match versus the Briscoes at Final Battle for Ring of Honor was also very good. Mm-hmm. But this was like probably the best tag team match, like five star best game- tag team match since Revolution. I was going to say, I asked my dad, I was like, is it better? I'm like, you tell me it's better than the Revolution one because that's still the best. And my dad's like, yes. And I was like, that that's some high fucking praise if you're lopping out on. So we'll be watching that at some point. Don't know when I'm going to do that. Yeah. But we're not here to talk about that, right? We're not there, though. No, no, no. We're not here to talk about that. No, not here now. I will probably need to discuss that with Mikey later. Mm-hmm. We're here to talk about For the Culture, a pretty regular event on the collective card. I think yeah. it's been on every collective I've watched so far. I think this is the third one. Oh, wow. Damn, I, I, does that mean? I think the first for the culture was the collective weekend that we went. Yep. Uh, oh. In Indiana. I think that, that was the first one. If that isn't, that would explain why I'm like, yeah, it seems like it's just on it. I assume it was just a thing all the time. Yeah. I, I want to say that that's, that was the first one. And then the second one was obviously last year. And then the third one was this year. <laughs> that's math. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how math works. So this, uh, for the culture, a, independent wrestling show that promotes the colored independent wrestlers i think believe it's is it is it gray that hosts is it um gray that has this or um who's i forgot who the who the person is that organizes all this yeah a well i mean i guess technically brett but uh technically but uh aj aj gray is the guy that uh, uh seemingly books all all of this show so this show as i said it showcases colored independent wrestlers that don't get as much spotlight as they should get and yeah african uh hispanic uh not everyone that's not us white yeah boys. pretty much yeah 
And there were some there were some contenders this year that again, like I like last time I went here, I was like, I need to watch more matches of these of these wrestlers because they there's some real hidden gems in there in there. Yeah, and that's like I mean, that's like just what's I love about for the culture is that it is, you know, not to get into politics, I guess, but in the whole thing of like, you know, African-American people don't get like booked all the time. And it's just what it mm-hmm. just sadly, you know, it's, you know, there's, that's how wrestling indies are is they book the people they like. And for whatever reason, these people don't get booked a lot. And yep. I know a lot of these people are every time I watch for the culture, there's always someone I'm like, I've never seen this guy before. Why is he not booked more? Yep. Um, I, oh, we should see more of these people. Oh, this guy's great. I want to see more of him. And mm-hmm. Fantastic work from every single person uh, up and down this card. Oh yeah. So on that note, let's let's just go down the card one by one and just give our uh, give our quick little feelings on each one of the matches and just talk about them a bit. Yeah. So a little starting out, we got Big Swole going against Tasha Steeles for the Impact Knockouts World Title. Yes. 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 I uh, I thought this was a solid, like, well-paced opening match. I did as well. Uh, I thought this was a good match. Uh, I enjoyed this match a lot. This was, uh, looking up online, this is Big Swell's first, second match after, uh, I, I guess, is it her first? I think second. Second match after um, leaving AEW. Mm-hmm. Uh, she did the Tootie Lynn match in, in St. Louis, and now she's here wrestling Tasha Steeles. Uh, looked good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked seeing her wrestle. Um, Always like, a fan unlike, unlike some promoters, I guess. I think <laughs> she's a pretty good wrestler. Uh, I also agree on this. Uh, Tasha Steeles, I think, is also... Tasha Steeles is somebody that uh, this new heel gimmick on Impact uh, has done wonders for her. Mm-hmm. She has this level of confidence and swagger that's just perfect for her. Yeah. Uh, and just it, this match just worked a lot for me. Yeah, that was like one of my favorite parts. It was like just in general, like I remember when I first watched for the culture, I watched it was her and Kira Hogan. They were still fire and flavor. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was like, when I finished the match, I was like, I think Hogan was the one that stuck out at me the most. Like, that's that's a really that's a star right there. And, and Steel's like, Steel's is good, but I don't know how she is by herself. And then this comes back to here now where I looked at I'm like, God damn, Steel's is really working that Queen Bee gimmick, and I love it. Yes, yeah, she she has that that confidence, that new that new gimmick change of like here, you know, be the 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 badass sort of sort of person there, mm-hmm. uh, just fantastic work. I I love I love Tasha Steeles. I love Big Swole. I thought this was very good. Um, uh, you know, there's you know some some spots in there that's you know it is what it is, but there is for the most part, I thought this was a good, well worked mm-hmm. opening match the show before yeah i like that they also play into the fact that these two knew each other well enough that like there was a point where i think swole went for dirty dancing yep yep. and they went back and forth just countering each other because steels knew that if she got punched in the face she was just not gonna wake up yeah no i i like that they played into that which by the way shout out to the commentary team of (laughs) it's kind of a revolving door commentary booth but it was like Mm -hmm. faye jackson shook d ac mac yeah i think like Robert Do, Barger was in there at one point. I think so. Yeah, Suge and Max stayed on the whole time. Yeah, like there was like it was it was like they were just sitting there with like a third headset just there, and if someone just came walking by, they'd be like, "Oh yeah, come on, sit down, come on, let's let's talk about the match." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were great, but they played into that history that they know each other, and that this is a continuation of their rivalry. Um, I, I think you know, I think 
big swole would be great at impact honestly i think that's mm-hmm. a good pickup for them um you know someone with tv experience or whatever yeah um i think yeah no i think big swole i like to see her land somewhere on television i mean i get it mm-hmm. i you know the her all crohn's disease thing i i get it that yeah that, that can put you out for months and then you're like well i don't know how much value money wise contract wise it is to spend money on someone that's going to be could potentially be out for months for no for this random random timeline yeah but yeah. Uh, but she's a good wrestler she's a really oh, yeah. good wrestler and I, and I enjoyed it mm-hmm. uh I, I for those of you listening to the finish of this because I, I wrote down the finish for every match because i was like i might as well know who uh who won every match because i would forget please uh finish the, uh if i recall correctly let me see if i wrote yes uh, it actually came from a very just normal maneuver in the ring. Swole tried to jump into the ring using the second rope, and Steels caught her with a cutter and won it. Yeah, out of nowhere, <laughs> an out of nowhere cutter to just mm-hmm. to just bring it home. Uh, I was like, oh, but then of course commentary. Because by the way, I've watched three for the cultures. Commentary is always quality. Mm-hmm. They were like, oh yeah, no, it makes sense. Like. Because Swole was like so on guard for this cutter that she thought to herself, ah, no, I'm just going to get into the ring. She's not going to do anything from that. And she had to, Steels had to pull something like out of nowhere that Swole was not expecting to win it. Yeah, I think Suge said something along the lines of like, what Tasha Steels did there is that as a defensive move, she was offensive. She's like mm-hmm. an offensive move defensively and it won her the match. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. It was a very, it was a very clean spot too. And it was just like, Oh, and here we go, going back in the ring. Oh, what's that? Oh, my neck. Uh, Oh, oh, and I got pinned. Yep, and it's done. Yeah, great. Yeah, that was a great, great, great spot with the great explanation from commentary. Because that's Mm -hmm. what's great about commentary. Is if you have a great commentary team, they're selling that story, they know what they're doing, it's perfect, and they did that exceptionally well. Mm -hmm. So on our show, as you know, Ryan, we have a grading system for each match. What would you give this match? I would give this match between i'll probably give it a mark out honestly you give it a mark I, out i think i liked it a lot you know i thought big swole and tasha steels work well together you know like i said they have uh, uh you know some some stuff that was just like oh, okay um but otherwise i thought it was a pretty good match between the two um it, it realistically it's like in between met and mark out but i'm going to stick with mark out uh um, fair enough just just i'm gonna i'm gonna lean the, the the domino that way does that make sense is that a phrase yeah lean um, the domino tip the uh, barometer yes yes i'm gonna do do that uh i'm gonna tip that thing um in that direction and uh yeah no i, I really like really enjoy this match between tip the scales tip the scales there we go that's it there there we go baby there we go uh i actually you pretty much gave <laughs> i finally gave this match a high match so it's exactly what you had, which is right between Matt and Mark, where I was like, solid match, good wrestling, yeah. good story, was a fan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So going off of that, we then have, as every card on GCW's collective seemed to have a scramble match. We have Keita Murray, we have, my bad, Keita Murray mm-hmm. versus Judas <laughs> versus Trey Shaw versus Carly Bravo versus Andino. Versus Michael Oku versus PB Smooth. Can we just talk about Judas? I loved that name. I I he comes out. I see his look. I'm like, first off, looks fantastic. Love the look. Then he's like Judas, and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> I'm over the moon about Judas. 
My man, Judas. Great. Judas. Oh my god. This fucking name. I oh my god. So this scramble match is basically what you'd expect when you watch a scramble match. A lot of fast paced action, a lot of big spots that kind of like gives each participant a little spot in the match to show off what they got. Kind of like it's like it's like, it's like a the poo-poo platter of wrestling matches. <laughs> A nice little bit of each guy's personality here and there that you get, and then one of them inevitably is going to win it. Yes, yes, it's, it's the it's a it's a it's a tapas bar. Yes, tapas bar. <laughs> it's the little little portions of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I thought this was actually a pretty solid uh, scramble. Uh, a lot, there was a lot of people in here. I you know I've never heard of Judiz, uh, mm-hmm. Trey Shaw, and Dino. I've never heard of these guys. You know, I think Dino was a Nightmare Factory guy. Yep. Him and uh, I believe Bravo were yeah. both Nightmare Factory guys. Yes, um, but I but Carly Bravo has been on. I've seen Carly Bravo wrestle before. He's with Sean Dean, the Infantry yep. Tag Team. Pee Wee Smooth, I've seen before. Keita Murray, he wrestles on New Japan Strong in LA every once in a while. This uh, is actually my first Keita Murray match, so I was like, I don't know who this guy is, but the fact this gimmick is he's the key to everything is just yeah. I, was like, I, I thought this. he's great. I I think he's really good. I think he he's got something, uh, and then Michael Oku, who is just a phenomenal talent. Which the, you know, was it? the master of the half Boston, I think, was their introduction. The half crab, yeah, yeah, the he half was, crab, and he's, he's phenomenal. Earlier this year, he had a I don't remember what I rated. I want to say it was like a five star match with Will Osprey. Yep. Which, I mean, to be fair, is Will Osprey. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Uh, he, but he, he's phenomenal. He's insanely good his crowd mm-hmm. connection is completely there uh and i was it was very interesting to see me to see him against people that are like trainees and stuff i feel like he's definitely had to dumb it down a little bit no mm-hmm. offense to the other wrestlers but um uh but then also just like figure out you know he has the crowd connection in england but does he have the crowd connection in america you know figuring that out it was interesting to see that take place I uh, I was actually a fan of uh, this match was solid it was um it's fine I I think my favorite part of it was every time PB showed up because everyone in the ring was like oh no the big guy's back up hold on yeah, yeah, yeah. and they had to beat the shit out of him. like every time he got into the ring and started to dominate they gang up on him if he either knock them all down or he would get knocked down like there's even a point towards the end of the match where like they they beat this man down with so many strikes I'm just like man yeah. I can't catch a break right now. It was a great story through line throughout this match. It was just whenever PB smooths in the ring, he's either beating up everybody or everyone's beating him up. He towered over everybody. Yeah, I was like, sh- I was like, I forgot how big PB smooth is. PB smooth, baby, he's good. Mm-hmm. He's solid, very solid. A lot of high flying spots here in this match as well. Ugh. There was a uh, the back to back suicide dies by Andino, and then it was going to be Kita, but then uh. Or I, actually, yeah, Kita cut Bravo off with the super kick. That was it. Because I remember being like, oh, you're a suicide dive? And that's a suicide dive. And then Oku was like, I'll Fosbury flop. I was just like, fuck it. Everyone's jumping now. Why not? Just off the <laughs> off the board. Just destroy everything. Just, just, just why not, man? Mm-hmm. Why not? For me, though, the finish of this match, I very much became a fan of Oku. If I wasn't already enjoying his work in the match, the finish, his... His half Boston, which he submitted, uh, I believe it was Shaw, mm-hmm. looks fucking sick. 
Hey, he's the master of the half Boston. Man. I was sitting there and I was like, master. I'm like, all right, what do you got? Mr. Master of the half Boston. This man fucking grabbed this dude by the toe and cranked his leg back. I'm like, that's like some fucking Kyrie Sane shit where she's the master of the elbow drop. And I'm like, what are you, what are you going to do with an elbow drop? That. It, yeah. Look, the best, the best you've ever seen. You're like, ah, oh, shit. They're the all good at it. Worst looking Boston half Boston. As in like to take. Like this is and without it going to line. Was it uh, the lines? Um, Lion tamer. Lion tamer territory. Like I was like that looks horrendous to take in a oh, good yeah. way. Oh yeah, you know Michael Oku is just he's just he's just a guy, man. He's just, I might he's just good. Have to watch his match with Will Osprey at some point. Yeah, I don't know exactly where you would find it, and besides, I mean, obviously you can pay for it and all that stuff. Mm. Um, probably on it's on Rev Pro's High Stakes, I believe was the event. Fantastic mm. match, fantastic match with these two. This match, yeah, you know, it was it was fine. There was, you know, I'd give it a solid meh, only Same. because it's like, you know, Michael Oku had to dumb it down a little bit, but what he did was great. Keita Murray's great. Uh, everyone else, you know, for the most part, they're still trainees, still in the come up. So it's just something that you know it, they'll get better. With, with. They definitely are uh, people to keep your eye on in the independent scene. The the scramble match. Uh, what can be good about scramble matches is that it hides a lot of negative stuff. Very true. And I think that this scramble did a pretty decent job of hiding a lot of that stuff. Um, and was able to have a lot of, you know, your Trey Shaw's and your Carly Bravo's and Dino's Judiz uh, mm-hmm. to shine through uh, without seeing too many ne- negatives. So many names. I remember like the announcement, they just kept coming. I was like, what? Oh yeah, because I came late to this event because I had to do I had to pick up my sibling from uh, track practice, so I left during Big Swole's thing, which I was sad about. Mm-hmm. Came back in the middle of them introduced people, and I was like, "Who the hell?" I, I like I was just like sitting there like I was like, "Who's that? Who dis? Huh? Who dis? Judas?" <laughs> I was just so confused. Still good, match. still a solid match. Very good match. Very mm-hmm. very good match. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I actually I was I also give this match a meh. So moving on from the scramble match, we now have Shane Taylor Promotions, which is Tane, Shane Taylor and Big the Big Kai Ju. Uh, oh God, is it? Oh, uh, it's O'Shea Edwards, I think. Correct, Mundo, Big Kai Kai Ju O'Shea Edwards. I can't believe I got that right. I'm as I said, as it's documented here, I'm awful with names. Versus Hitmakers, which is Ashante and Frank, formerly Hit Row. Uh, accompanied to the ring by it was it was BFAB, but I don't know if BFAB goes by a different name. No, now. I believe it's Brianna Brandy, I think. Still great look for her. Yep. Uh I saw this and I was like, all right, I'm like, let's see if let's see if Hit Rose uh got what they got. I, it, it had been so long since I've seen Ashante wrestle. Ashante is really good. I I yes. think Ashante is really good at wrestling. I was like, I think the last time I saw you wrestle was your one match on NXT that you had with Frank at the start of the thing. And then after that, I, he never got, never wrestled again. It was just always Swerve and Frank. Yeah. Which, oh, I mean, yeah. granted, I don't blame them because Swerve is Swerve. But at the same time, I was just like, oh, oh, yeah. Relegated to manager position with BFAB. What the hell? Oh, yeah. He's very good. Uh, yeah, he would have been cut. No matter what the AJ Francis thing happening, he would have gotten cut. If they, if they can't keep BFAB, then they would have cut him, and it just would have been Swerve and Frank. <sighs> Still sad about BFAB. Yeah, um, just tragedy. So I came. So I came to this match. I enjoyed Hit Row a lot, and I 
and I'm very frustrated about how everything went down, especially surrounding AJ Francis. And yeah. uh, you know, I get what he's trying to do, but also, you know, come on, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I get what he's trying to do, and he's being, you know, hanging out with other people, but now you're not big time yet. You just got him up here. Um, but yeah. but the tag team of Ashante and AJ Francis are a good tag team um, of top dollar and Ashante the Adonis. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they were a good tag team. I I think they're really good, and so I was very interested to see how this match would go against Shane Taylor Promotions, uh, one of the standouts of uh, late stage modern ROH uh, Shane Taylor Promotions. Um, not coming back to Ring of Honor probably. Um, oh, that's a shame. Yeah, well, you know Shane Taylor and Tony Deppen are two guys that were like in Ring of Honor, and then they were went on spaces to complain about TK. Oh, this is the other one. I remember, because I remember when I saw Deppin, side note, I remember I saw Deppin, I was like, ah, oh, I'm like, I still love you as a wrestler, but I, I just, my head back and he's just sitting there and I'm like, you just had that one moment where you and some other guy were just like, somewhat kissing ass or whatever. Yeah, it's, uh, they, uh, they were complaining about TK and it's like, guys, that's a potential booker that might book you. I wouldn't say anything that's negative. And they'll do what, what they want to do. It's yeah. fine. Deppin but will always, they'll always get their job. Nonetheless, uh, I was excited. This was the mat. This was one of my must see matches of the weekend just to see how it works because it could go one of two ways with the hit makers. Yeah. It could either be that this match, uh, they big time Shane Taylor promotions and they just act, you know, they're not really working hard and all this stuff. Or they will go out there and be like, you know what? We're going to show you that we're a big deal. We're going to show you why we were a big deal. Well, let's remind everybody. Let's remind Connecticut why we were a big deal and mm-hmm. prove, prove everyone wrong. And honestly, I think they did it. I mm-hmm. thought this match was really good. I thought uh, Hitmakers, Noshay Edwards, and, and Shane Taylor – Pulled down outstanding good match, standingly good match. Um, you know, it wasn't like perfect or anything, but mm-hmm. I thought as a first time match, seeing them back onto the Indies, I thought that Osh- that uh, Tahuti Miles and AJ Francis did a great oh. job. Um, just, I-, I want to see them more now. Will we? I don't know. No idea. I, I definitely want to. They seem-, they seem like the crowd liked them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Hitmakers were over. Hit Row was over in there. Mm-hmm. I, so I actually was, when I watched this match, I was just, I didn't have the, uh, the thought in my mind of, like, this is their first match back in, like, since the split with WWE. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, so this is, uh, as commentary did a good job of putting it, this is the veterans of the independent scenes, Edwards and Taylor going against the up-and-comers, technically speaking, of independent scenes, because now they're new on the scene. And it's kind of like they're welcome. And I was like, good. I was impressed with the two of them. I, th- I was like, this is some good shit right here. I thought that Frank had a lot of really good spots that he looked great in. This, my favorite one being when he hit the running knee, I think, on Edwards or Taylor. And he used the momentum to, like, flip out of the ring onto his feet. I was like, that was so smooth. And that was so nice. Yeah. That's, that's a great spot to just do all the time. Yeah. I thought that uh, Ashanti did a really good job of being uh, for the hot tag. He mm-hmm. took a lot of punishment in this match with these two. And I thought that the finish, I mean, it made the finish made the most sense when I thought about it. I was like, I, uh, 
Yeah, I think it was a uh, Taylor need a shot in the face and did a sitting two out a sit a spinning sit out tombstone pile driver to win. And I was like, that makes sense. You yeah. know, veteran team being like, yeah, we got this. Yeah, no, it it perfectly made sense for uh, Shane Taylor Promotions to win. I mean, they're former six man champions and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Uh, O'Shea Edwards is very good, very solid. Shane Taylor is also just very good. I want to see those guys get picked up definitely somewhere. Yeah, that'd be nice. I want to see them land on their feet. But it's just, man, these guys, they they know what they're doing in there, man. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, you know, whether or not they carry the other team, I don't think so. I think I think Hitmakers played their part well. I think they did a good job. Um, I think that, you know, it's it was a good match. It's totally, mm-hmm. totally a mark out for me. Uh, to me, to me, Zach? Mm-hmm. Probably, yeah, probably the match of the night for me personally. Damn, that's some high praise for me. I gave this match a Madison, like, this is a fine match, a good opening for hit makers. It's more like a, this was like their, their, a good first step forward. And now, and I am, I will look on for their next couple steps with eat with, uh, what's the word, with interest. Yeah. Cause like you said, this match could be, they could have been awful and crashed and burned, or they could have done a good job. And they did a good job with this team. Yeah. 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 And you well, say it wasn't the mo- there were, there were some spots that were, that didn't go the best, but you know what? It happens in wrestling. And after watching 60 fucking something matches like you, it happens. It's what are you going to do? I mean, these are, these guys are also, you know, PC performance centers trained, you know, there is, as I, as I like to dub it, you know, they have the WWE stink on them. And yeah, when you, when you get to the Indies and you start doing all the stuff, you have to, get the stink off of you as much as possible. Mm. Uh, they have a lot of upward work to do on that front. They have to earn their keep again. Yeah. They, I think the Houdin miles has it, by the way, I think he's really good. Um, but this, this act is over as well. So you got to stick around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I think these guys are just very, very solid. They, so they'll get, they'll get better. They'll get, I think they will. There, Tootie Miles is like a prospect to me. AJ Francis is a good heavy. You know, Francis also has the. Uh, he seems to have the drive to want to prove everyone that he is a star, which is what you need to improve. That's true. It's it's you know, it's big talk a big game or rap a big game, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, you got to back it up somehow. So you prove prove us wrong. I think they did a good job. Hmm. All right. So going off of that, we then have the. Pan African World Dias- Diaspora? Diaspora? Diaspora. Diaspora sounds way better than how I butchered it. World Championship match between Trisha Dora and MJ Jenkins. Yeah. MJ Jenkins has a beautiful sounding voice. Yeah, a new gimmick for MJ Jenkins that she debuted, or at least debuted on a bigger stage. For, she used to be in WWE NXT for a bit, and uh, then she got promptly left. I don't know exactly when. I want to say like 2019 or something. She's been mm. gone for a while. And I haven't seen her, and I've seen this is the first time I've seen her come back with that sort of like singer. I mean, what was it? Shug D described her as like a Beyonce esque character. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I, I thought that was an interesting idea. Mm-hmm. Um, the match Absolutely. itself, match itself, pretty good. Pretty good. I enjoyed how uh, it was very clear when Jenkins came out that the crowd loved her. Mm-hmm. And I like how rather than making this a face versus face match, she leaned into the fact of being a heel. Yes. And she got the crowd turned on her so hard when she was just like, shut the hell up. Yeah. I don't need any of your shit. I was just like 
am a fan because then Trisha Dora came out and it was oh, she was over as fuck. Yeah, Trisha Dora's Trisha Dora, another former late stage ROH talent. She's so goddamn so, good at wrestling. She's so good at wrestling. Um, I really wish another company picks her up. I don't know what's happening there. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I'm just like sitting there going, like, please, just someone sign this woman. She's such a goddamn good wrestler. And she only gets better. And she mm-hmm. only gets better. Every time I've seen her, she's gotten better. So uh, She's uh, one of the few women wrestlers I've seen that has like, gone like a full hour wrestling, pretty much. Oh, which... Yeah, because she did that hour long with Tony Deppin, I think, right? Yep, the, the Iron Man match. I, I, uh, I had Mike and I reviewed that. Go watch that episode. It's... Yeah, remember like when uh, early last year when suddenly independent wrestlers just wanted to do Iron Man matches for some reason? Yeah, <laughs> just like it was those two. Um, Tony, was Depp one that came- Tony Depp and again and Jordan Oliver going two hours. Yep, because they came in to draw and they're like, fuck it, we do another one. Another hour long Iron Man match. Just Hilarious. why the fuck not? Hilarious. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I... Back to this match. This match was pretty good. It was very much like MJ Jenkins being the asshole heel working Trish and Trish trying so goddamn hard to get a comeback here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as we said, Trish Shador can go the distance. So I kind of the way I look at Trish is like her matches always start like kind of a bit slower, but like by the end of it, like they go on full. She's on full cylinders, like going for it, and I love it. Oh yeah, it's my cup of tea, if, as someone would put it. Oh yeah, uh, totally, totally. This was a good match mm-hmm. between the two. There were some really nice spots here. Uh, I think my favorite was when Trish went for Lariat Tubman, and Jenkins did like the Matrix bridge backwards and hit her with the the roundhouse kick to the side of the head. Just because, like, the bridge, I was like, "Oh, all right, I'm down for this." There was that. Jenkins had a really nice like spinning sidekick when Trish came out of the corner that knocked her down. I was like, "That was very good." Do that more often. Yeah, uh, just very good. Trish played a very valiant baby face as she does. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I've actually seen a heel Trisha Dora yet. No, and I don't think she, you know. I don't think she needs a heelness to her. I think she mm-hmm. has a solid baby face work. Um, Though the only thing that I yeah, that's something I, I think she's good at what she does. And yeah. Oh yeah. It's one of those things more so of like a what if scenario that I was like, what would a heel Trisha Dora be like? I, I don't know. It's one of those things that she's like military and all that stuff. It's just like, I don't know, Afro punk. It's like hard to uh, hard to heal that up. I guess you have to be the, you have to be something completely different. Really. Yeah. I'll say though, for the finish for me, kind of just came out of nowhere. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of abrupt. Kind of abrupt, wasn't yeah. it? Adora. Yeah. Adora did like a deadlift sit out atomic drop. And then she used her legs to crucifix Jenkins and she pinned her. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, the match is over now. And that's it. That, that's just it. And Jenkins was, was being like a Beyonce-like diva. And she walked in and was like, I don't want to shake your fucking hand. Yeah. And I was like, that, that's fair. If yeah. I got pinned like that, I'd be mad too. Oh, yeah, I'd be furious. I'd be furious about such, a, such an endeavor. But, uh, you yeah, know, uh... Yeah, no, I, I, I just think Trish Dora is just a phenomenal worker. And I would, I just, come on, like, let me see. Let me see mm-hmm. can, can somebody, somebody, somebody out there. Somebody, come on. I will say, I will, I'll be looking out for some MJ Jenkins matches in the future. Or at least yeah. if her name pops up now, I won't be like, who the hell is that? I'll be like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I think, I think MJ Jenkins, I think 
you know, it's been a couple of years now. I don't know if she if we'll ever see her back on like the national stage. I think she's a good hand in terms of the indie world. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's just my view of her. I, you know, it's, she's totally fine. She's totally serviceable. I think this new gimmick idea works better for her. So I would like to see what she does with that. And you know, I just I think she, I think she deserves more points. Totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna give this match a meh. Like I said, pretty good. Yeah, this is one of those matches where I'm on the line between Matt and Mark out, but I'm probably going to go Matt as well. Mm. Um, you know, it's just, you know, MJ Jenkins, I want to see more of, and I think she, you know, needs to get a little bit better, I think. Um, and mm. she'll be she'll be great. Thank yeah. Thank she'll be great. So, after that, our next match on this card is a match that I was very excited for when I heard it was announced. Mm-hmm. Got Darius Lockhart going against AJ Gray. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Two yeah. wrestlers with couldn't have been any more of a different style choices. Oh like, yeah. Darius Lockhart has been great. Uh he had that in what is that? Enjoy wrestling match last year. Yep, with Moriarty, I think it was. Yes, with Lee Moriarty. That was fantastic. Great match. I think that was a good breakout match for Darius Lockhart. Um great look. Great promo, uh, just and then a pretty good, pretty good, damn good wrestler to boot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love AJ Gray, Lockhart versus AJ Gray, who just uh, consistently went out of his way to uh, lariat, lariat, lariat clothesline uh, Darius Lockhart out of his, his boots. Yeah, I um, I actually really liked the structuring of this match, which was first half of this match was Lockhart and Gray were. Basically, they were doing like, you know, your classic types, but it's very obvious that whereas Gray's like, I will just beat the shit. Lockhart's like, well, I'm just going to out wrestle you. Mm-hmm. And he specifically went after uh, Gray's arm in the yeah. beginning of the match. So that when the second half of the match happened, which is when they started, it just became more like a brawl. Yeah. He could actually go in kayfabe. He can then now go toe to toe with Gray because one of Gray's arms is injured and he can't just go full blast with him. He's got to fight him with one arm, basically. Yeah, which worked perfectly. You know, it, that that clash of styles of big brawler versus, you know, the the uh, what's the word? Uh technical guy. Uh working that arm the entire time so it's gonna hurt if you hit that Lariat, but ultimately he still might hit a Lariat on you. Yeah. It's more uh, so like a it's like a safety net of like I might get hit with the Lariat, but it won't kill me. I'll just fall off the rope and but there's get back a up. there's a it gives me a chance to be able to kick out or uh, for him to like be like he does the Larry and be like ah my arm there's a chance now I can get to my breath mm-hmm. uh, catch my bearings a little bit more yeah on that note the strikes in this match were hard as fuck yeah man yeah and not just from AJ Gray mm-hmm. Darius Lockhart from- came with his own set of firepower here this these two were chopping the fuck out of each other's chests oh my god yes Darius Lockhart like I said he's he is on the come up immediately. You know, he's been in NWA for a little bit now, which is pretty cool. Challenge for the junior, the new junior heavyweight title. Uh, mm-hmm. wasn't, wasn't able to win, but he was good in that match too. Um, you know, he's 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 a prospect to me a little bit as well. He's somebody that is he's rising, mm-hmm. uh, and, and hopefully that cream uh, rises completely to the top. Mm-hmm. Man, there were some really good moments in this match. I loved how in this match, Gray went out of his way to like try to play mind games with Lockhart, which he never does whenever I watch this match. Usually, by like, I'm just going to beat the shit out of you. But in this match, he 
went out of his way to mock Lockhart, which then went played into the finish. <laughs> oh yeah, AJ Gray mocking him while he's hurt. Just yeah, like he's mocking while he's hurt. He's slapping him on the back of his bald head the whole time. <laughs> oh my god! And then <laughs> I love how there's a point in this match where like. I was so surprised when Lockhart kicked out of Gray's Lariat because I haven't seen anyone ever kick out of that shit. Mm -hmm. You get hit with that, you're fucking done most of the time. Mm -hmm. And then towards the end of this match, I believe it was Gray slapped Lockhart in the face. Yes. So Lockhart's like, fine, I'm going to Asado driver your ass. And he got rolled up while you tried doing it. And I was like that. And then Gray just did like that. I got in your head. And I was just like, AJ Gray just pulled out mind games on Darius Lockhart. What universe am I fucking in right now? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love it. You know, you're on the come up. You you know, you're still on the come up, kid. I'm here. You know, that's that's the idea. You're on my my show for a reason. It's my show for a reason. My show, damn it. It's because because I uh, am that good. And and I'm I'm not just a big, dumb wrestler that can hit you with lariats. It's, you know, I'm also a smart guy that knows how to to wrestle. Mm. Yeah, it was, I was very pleased with this match. This match hit my expectations and a little bit then some. Yeah, I mean, I thought this match was pretty good. Uh, uh, I, I thought the Trisha Dora match was a little bit better, so I'm going to still say a meh here. I I mean, you know, it's, a, it's a hurtful meh. I don't mm. know why, because I did enjoy it, but for some reason it just didn't fully click with me. Mm. I d- was watching this show while I was at work, um, don't tell Warner Media. Um, uh, so, so, but I was at work when I was watching this, so maybe I would just get distracted by something. Maybe, um, maybe, maybe it deserves a rewatch. Um, but uh, yeah, no, AJ Gray and Darius Lockhart. I think they're fa- two fantastic wrestlers. Uh, I think there were some things that just didn't click for me uh, for whatever reason. But it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Mean, uh, it was a bad match. On the other hand, I am going to give this match a high meh. Like I said, this match was like it hit my expectations and then went above them a bit. And I was, especially after the, the structuring of this match, and I was like, fuck yeah, that was a, that was a good fucking match. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, after the, that match, we get into not a scramble, but a fatal four-way. Yes, got, so, not what well, was supposed to be two separate matches. It was. I actually thought the same. I was like, wait a second, hold on here. Things got put together. What the fuck? Yeah, it was supposed to be, if I remember correctly, JTG versus Rich Swan. Mm-hmm. Which in JTG or uh, Rich Swan didn't show up for whatever reason. I don't know why he was there before and he was there after. Just don't know why he can, was could make it this so one. weird. And then uh, Brian Keith versus Two Cold Scorpio, who uh, also no showed. Uh, which I don't know. I, I never saw Two Cold Scorpio in any card after this, so maybe it was something happened before. I don't even know what happened before. Maybe yeah, it's a. Uh... It's one of those things where, like, I actually forgot that it was Swan and Scorpio. Because I remember I saw, I remember in my mind, I saw JTG, and then I saw Keith, and I was like, wait a second, you're supposed to have two different matches. What the hell? Mm-hmm. And then we was... also had not just those guys in here, but also Mysterious Q and Zenshi. Yeah. Zenshi. I love Zenshi. I did not know who Zenshi was before this match. And now you know. Yeah, now I know. This yeah. was... This was a lot. This was kind of like it's a fatal four way that like, they can't stay on the indie, so it's a scramble technically. But mm-hmm. I actually really I like this more than the other one because there was actual story in this match that they yes. worked around. Like there were yes. threads throughout it. Yeah. So first one was Mysterious Q and Brian Keith do not like each other at well, all. 
longtime rivals in the Texas Indies. Yeah. So right out the bat, like these two came up first and like, well, Zenchi and JTG came in. These two were just staring each other down. They didn't even care about the other two guys. Mm-hmm. Well, Great. J- well, you say that, but also JTG playing the sort of like veteran and be like, eh, four-way dance. I'm not going to get involved here. I'll let you yep. guys figure it out and I'll come in and swoop in later. He literally just d- avoided a fight as much as he possibly could. My and I man. love, I love how inevitably they all got so tired of this. They eventually just, <laughs> eventually they turned on him. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually they were like, okay, screw this guy. <laughs> you know, fuck I'm going to beat him. I'm going to beat him up. Either get the fuck in the ring or don't fucking come in at all. Yeah. And it was, it was really nice. Like there were some great spots between Keith and Zenchi here. There were parts where like Q goaded JTG to fight. They fought each other. And then <laughs> JTG, slaughtered Q with a backdrop suplex into a neckbreaker, which looked phenomenal. Mm-hmm. JTG, another person that I first saw it for the culture, though technically I first saw him as crime time, but then it was after that. Yep. And I was like, this guy's fucking good. Like, goddamn. There were a lot of like back and forths here. There are a lot of points in this match where you'd be like, oh shit, like, yeah. Oh, There's just so many good, there were so many good spots here like there was q's spinning torture rack blue thunder bomb on zenchi or zenchi's coast to coast from the other side of the ring into keith's leg which made him unable to do anything after the that, finishing spot that was so weird looking that that coast to coast mm-hmm. i don't know if you got all of it but it, it you know it still very much worked in my opinion it worked but yeah i was like you didn't get all of it and then keith held his leg and i was like okay fair enough to keith that actually yeah. makes sense that if that he was if he's looking at i think it was JTG in the corner, or Q, he would get his leg kicked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The most surprising of all the spots, though, was uh, when Keith had Zenchi up on his shoulders in, like, an electric chair mm-hmm. position, and Mysterious Q used this position to jump off the top rope and hit a satellite electric chair cutter, which pushed, it slammed Keith into the mat, but it killed Zenchi, and he won I remember commentary was like that those two working together is not that does not happen at all. No. It, it, insane. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, I would be it, probably if I looked at it, Keith probably was not happy that you just used him like that to get the win. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you, man, it, when you when it works, it works. You know, it's mm-hmm. it is what it is. You know, uh, Brian Keith, Mysterious Q. I think they're both fantastic indie guys. Mm-hmm. Bounty Hunter. It's another JTG. one I saw for the culture. JTG has just been uh, uh, outstanding as well. I, I really enjoy JTG. He's, like it, It's just like, I, when I saw him at the, for the culture last year, it was like, holy crap, JTG is not only Jack to the gills, but mm-hmm. also, you know, he's way better than I remembered him. Way yep. better. Same exact reaction I had when I saw him the year prior. I was like, JTG? Damn. All I knew I was the guy in Crime Time. And now, he, I mean, I guess he's still the guy from Crime Time, but he's been ph- phenomenal. He looks, he's wildly different. Um, he's he's tag team with Dango in NWA, which is wild to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just so good. Very, Very good. Much. Uh, I'm going to give this match a high man. I'm also going to go high man. Uh, we, you know, we, we sung praise of, of this match. Uh, but I think that not everything worked. The the Zenshi thing of going across the ring, that coast to coast sort of thing, 
kind of worked, kind of didn't work, as we said. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there were some spots where it was just like, you know, I, I think Brian Keefe and Mysterious Q are good, but they're not like great guys for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they are, they still have a lot to uh, get to. A lot of people love Brian Keefe. I'm not fully on the train yet, um, but uh, maybe one day I will be excited uh-huh. for that day to come. After this, after this collectman hole, I'm probably on the caboose of the Brian Keith train at this point. Like I saw the train roll by like a year ago or two years ago, and I was like, that seems like a cool train. Now I'm like, I'm on it. I'm like, Brian Keith's great. <laughs> what an analogy. Mm-hmm. What an analogy for this. That was, that was amazing. Thank you. I try. Well, after that, let's head into the main event. A mm-hmm. death match between Bill Dixon and Hoodfoot. Yes. And man, this was, if the, I think I wrote, I wrote this down in my notes. I wrote an old fashioned blood feud death match. So is the most basic bitch way I can describe this match. I, I think that's the perfect way to describe this match. You know, you have that blood feud there. You have a lot of blood. Uh, hood <laughs> the ring just, as well. Just draining. Um, <laughs> and, and, you, know, it, you know, it wasn't like, to me, it wasn't a, a fantastic blow away death match. You know, mm-hmm. I, I've seen better, but it was very good. I thought it was good. I thought it was good in service and served the point of the story. Yes. I thought the finish made it a lot better looked on, in my opinion, because the finish was great. Yeah. I uh, like how the beginning of this match started, and they both went to grab light tubes. And Dixon, though the real reason is he couldn't get the tube out of the rope, and kayfabe has, does not do death matches as much as Hoodfoot does. Yeah. He's done some, but not like as many. So in kayfabe, he can't get the tube out. Tried to avoid it, got smashed over the head right out the gate. Mm-hmm. Just, I was like, shit, okay. All right, all right. Oh my God. They were on the outside for a while, but like Hoodfoot using the two by four to saw Dixon's back was dying. Yeah, I hated that. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, let's just fight. And then once I saw the barbed wire starting to caught on Dixon's like shirt and overall, I was like, oh no, <laughs> no. Oh God. Dixon was like bleeding through these denim overalls in his shirt by the end of the match that I'm, I think he wore for the big gay brunch as well. Funnily enough. I think I, I I vaguely remember. Yes. I think he did. There was plenty of death match spots here. There was, uh, (laughs) there was the part where the two of them were on the apron, hitting each other, just beating the shit out of each other. They went through a door. Mm -hmm. Dixon threw hood foot through another door out like in the ring. Mm hmm. Hoodfoot on prettier Dixon headfirst into a bundle of light tubes. Yes, right on the floor. No, wait, no, I thought Billy Dixon did that to Hoodfoot. That's yes, yes, right, yeah, yeah. Dixon, yeah. Yeah, yeah did yeah. The, the unprettier to Hoodfoot right in a bundle of right, light tubes right below him. I don't yep. remember if they broke, the, or at least if they didn't break spectacularly. The half of, half of, like, one side of, like, two of the three or four broke. And then <laughs> Dixon just looks like, fuck it, and he just slammed it over Hoodfoot's back. Yeah, perfect. I was like, ow, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, my God. There Great was work. so many good spots. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite, though, has to be the, fin- the finish, mm-hmm. which is um, this is after uh, Billy kicked out, or Bill, sorry, because they call him Billy and Bill. It's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. They didn't call him Bill. William. William. <laughs> Hi, I'm William Dix. Welcome to my real- realtor store. Mm-hmm. So Hoodfoot beat the shit, like, head-butted Dixon in the face, put it through a table with a pump-handle driver, covered him, Bill kicked out at one. 
mm-hmm. which I was like, what the fuck? And he sat up and flipped Hoodfoot off, and he's just screaming at him. So Hoodfoot smashed just light tube after light tube over his head. Mm-hmm. And then a la uh, callback or a, uh, a tribute to Alex Cologne put him in a border city stretch and made him tap for the win. Yeah. Great. Which is great stuff. Loved it. Great stuff. I also loved how after this match, neither one wanted to shake each other's hands. And Shug D was just like, sometimes beef doesn't get squashed, man. Like, it's not one match isn't going to squash the beef. Like, no, no. When, the, when, there's, when there's beef that massive, you know, you got to, yeah. you, you know, you got to, you just got to sustain, the, it has to sustain the, the slow cooker a little bit longer. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to, it's going to take a bit of more time before that beef yeah. is ready you know, to be. Was it, Mikey, Mikey would know this more, uh, definitely. But what is it, the thing? Uh, when you're like slow cooking meat or whatever, uh, yeah. the stall. <laughs> the, when, they're, when they're in the stall, you know you're cooking meat for a very long time, and it just reaches the point of like, all right, I need to bump up the temperature as quickly as possible because it's stalling. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we're at the stall. You know, yeah. We, you know, we got we they got they got one more match in them that's definitely uh, deadlier, as it were. Somehow, I don't know how. Mm-hmm. Fucking sawing with barbed wire two by fours across each other's back for fuck's sake. Jesus Christ, I hated that. It was terrible. I was just like, oh, people usually take the barbar or two by four and it never looks like that great. And this, I was just like, fuck, yeah. no, stop it. Very strong, very strong work. Still not the still not the uh, the cr- most cringe inducing spot I saw on this card. Mikey's actually reviewing that card with Lauren on Planet Death. Mm, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, there's, there's a it, couple, man. One if match. If that's not out already, I guess. Uh, it would actually already be out. I think it's like came out this Wednesday mm-hmm. when this came out. This came out on Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, overall, I'm gonna. I was gonna give this match a meh after watching it, but then once the finish happened, I'm like, you could take a high meh. That that's that deserves that. I yeah, think. high a high meh as well. You know, it's. It, I think they have room for improvement. Weird to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think they have more. I I haven't fully gotten uh, into Hoodfit either. I, I think Billy Dixon's solid, um, but I think Hoodfoot. I I don't know what it is. I don't haven't seen a mutton enough or haven't seen the right stuff. But uh, I haven't gotten fully into Hoodfoot. But you know, I think he's coming along for the matches I have seen of him. He's gotten mm-hmm. better. So uh, you know, I think, and I and like I said, you know, I think it was for what it was a very solid, serviceable death match. To close out this, this, this for the culture. Agreed. Overall, this a this is a good ass show. Good, solidly good show. Yes. Solidly good show. Um, is is it my favorite for the culture? I want to say last year's pretty good. Um, and I think a lot of people loved the first one too. I haven't seen it, but a lot of people loved the first one. But mm. I think it was a very it wasn't bad. This show, it was very good. Yes. Uh, it was up, definitely up there, I believe, in my for all the shows I watched this weekend. Though the one that was my favorite, Mikey and I will uh, will be reviewing at a later episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, uh, but uh, this one was good. This was a one of the I was every time I go to a collective, it's kind of like you get like a mystery grab bag of like t shirts. You're not sure what you're gonna get or how much you're gonna like it. And I was I was pleased with what we got this year. Yes. Yes, I was too. I think there was certainly there was certainly some stuff that stunk mm-hmm. uh, for, uh, on other shows, but there were st- certainly also things that that uh, that were very strong, very good, some mm-hmm. some great, 
So, uh, you know, it, it is always, like you said, it's that grab bag that is a collective. And, you know, and, and plus you get to see a lot of new people. Is there anyone that you saw it for the culture that you're already interested in seeing more of? Oh, yeah. Uh, like I said, in the, the... Besides, of course, Judas. <laughs> yes, besides Judas, uh, Oku. I would love to see more of Michael Oku. Kita Murray from this show and a later show. That Those are... I was very impressed with what Kita had. Uh, let's see. Jenkins, another one that I would be interested in seeing some more hit makers with, I would be very curious to see how if they can continue being that good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like, those are the ones that mainly come to mind because some of these are good amount of these members, members, wrestlers on this show. I actually had known from prior years or just other matches. Those are the ones that I had like literally never seen first match. Like I was like, Oh, all right. Well, shit. Yeah. Let's see your shit, bruh. All right. You look like you know what you're doing out there, don't you? Yeah, all right. I'm down to see you do some more shit. Yeah, I'm down to clown. Uh, exactly. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. If you want to hear more from me and other guests for this special collective episode, we've got Glory Pro with me and the post from How to Talk to Your Friends About Wrestling Amanda and Ashley. And then we've got Bloodsport with me and Curtis. Have you recorded that? Okada have you recorded Shorts. that? How to talk to your friend about wrestling spot yet? Have you have you recorded that that portion of the You know for a fact that they're going to dunk on you about not knowing which one is which, right? Oh, a hundred percent. That's a given. Like <laughs> when they're like, "You sure it's it, that Zach? It's cool that Zach just be with the two of us." I'm like, "I'm going to get dunked on so You're damn get hard, destroyed, man. You're going to get destroyed." You know what? I was like, "You know what? That's fine. I've never like just talked with Amanda and actually just want, like just me and them. Mikey's always with me. It's like, you know what? Fuck it. We'll see how this goes. This should be a fun. Yeah, I think it's a great. I think it's the. I think that's prime audio that I cannot wait to hear. It'll be fun. Uh, so yeah, thanks for listening and, uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Independent Waters. My name is Zach Batista and joining me today is a special guest on our special collective episode for Independent Waters. Please introduce yourself to the audience as you are, it's the first time that you've been on our show, I think, if I recall correctly. It is. Hello, the internet, and hello, the internet wrestling community. Uh, my name is Curtis Spears. I am the co-host of the Okada Shorts podcast here on the Countout Network, uh, named after one of the things in New Japan Wrestling, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling that everybody likes, Okada Shorts. So uh, yeah, this is uh, my first time being a guest host on one of the other podcasts that we have uh, here on the lovely network. I'm really excited to be part of it. Uh, I've been, uh, I think I'm no longer the new guy. We yeah. just got a new wrestler, uh, wrestling correspondent mm-hmm. today. Um, but yeah, for recently, uh, until recently I was the new guy and I was all go team count out, like, uh, trying to make the most of this new opportunity here. So this mm-hmm. is great. It's a pleasure to have you. Thanks, man. And today we will be going over something that both Curtis and I love. Josh Barnett's blood sport. Hell yeah. Ah, oh, I fucking love me some blood sport. Oh, good. Can I motherfuck on the podcast? I was, oh, I, I was really worried because oh, yeah. some people, they don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. We, me and Mikey curse on this podcast. Okay. Super. Oh, yeah, Bloodsport, I, since we were just talking about the first time we saw Bloodsport, first time I had it was Bloodsport 6, I believe. Right on. I haven't seen was, that one. That was, uh, I think that was headlined by Barnett versus Boxley, I think. Oh, I'm in on that. That's cool. Yeah, Bloodsport 7 was my first Bloodsport. Uh, I, I caught it, uh, I caught some of the matches on New Japan World. Because Ooh. they had, uh, they had a, any of the crossover matches that had New Japan World, or New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, 
New Japan Wrestling wrestlers on it uh, were were featured on New Japan World, and I I fell in love with it. I love the aesthetic, I love uh, just the hard hitting nature of it. I love the the uh, it takes me back to like a little bit like Pancrase. Of course, Josh Barnett being a former king of Pancrase, uh, mm. uh, it takes me back in a little bit of like a UWF, which is really cool. Mm. So I was really into yeah. it. I I feel that I love me some like catch style, like more like violent type of wrestling. You mm-hmm. listen to this podcast and you listen to there, you know that I love me some hard hitting matches. This is just right up my alley. Definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So let's get into it then. Uh, first match we'll talk about Masha Slamovich and Janai Kai. Uh, so Masha Slamovich and Janai Kai, uh, it's first, first time seeing both of these two wrestlers. Oh, um, okay. I've, I've, I'm familiar with both of them. Uh, Masha Slamovich, I see her name on Twitter a lot and things like that. So mm-hmm. I was really excited to, uh, to kind of break in and on, on these guys and see so what they can do, uh, as far as a stripped down, uh, sh- you know, showing of where their essentials are at. Um, mm-hmm. this is, this match kind of turned out to be what happens when you have a striker like Janai Kai versus a wrestler like Slamovich. Yep. It goes to the ground and it ends right there. You know, yep. anytime you get a wrestler versus a striker, you know, like they said, it. I think it was like Rocky three, you know, they said mm-hmm. when a, when a, a boxer faces a wrestler, the wrestler wins, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. So. I, it's literally like exactly that. I was like, I'm sad that we didn't get to see more from Kai. Cause once it went to the ground, Masha just kind of owned her. Yeah. Arm, cross arm breaker done. <laughs> done. Easy. Oh my god. She just picked her ass up, dropped her with a, I think it was Northern Lights, I believe it was. Uh, you know, I didn't make a note of what actually, I, I made a note of what finished the match. I didn't make a note of what the setup was. All I remember, I, she caught the kick, and then dropped her with a Northern Lights into the cross arm, and it was just done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought this was a solid opener for the show. I was like, okay, you know, it's like a little, like a, like a little amuse booch of like, this is the type of stuff you'll be seeing for the rest of the card. If you're new here. Yeah. I, so I think that what would need to happen is Janai Kai seems like she needs more experience with Mm. this sort of setting, but this is such a rare setting. I don't know how much more experience you can get with it, but I would definitely like to see, I love the striking aspect. I mean, there is a lot of striking going on in blood sport, but I would like to see her maybe round that out a little bit and get some ground game working and uh, mm-hmm. come back again soon. Cause she, she does have a cool look yes. and she's got like kind of a cool energy about her. It's like a, like a ton kickboxer, you know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I'd really oh, yeah. like to see more of that, but if you're just going to get embarrassed, then, you know, maybe, <sighs> may, maybe train up a little first. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a point about Janai Kai that it always makes me sad when I, re- I realize that this collected, but I'll I'll make that point because the next match, uh, her tag team partner is in the next match because she's in a tag team with Yoya, mm-hmm. who went against Ninja Mac. I was not anticipating Ninja Mac this year for Bloodsport. Oh yeah, wait, I should mention. Uh, I what were you gonna give that match? Um, I would give that like a meh. It Same. was it was right about in the middle for me. Um, I was hoping that it would go a little bit longer. I was hoping that there would be a little bit more of a show. Uh, I would have yeah. been I would have been a pretty high man if uh, the the ending wasn't so fast. I mm. like I like the fact that the ending came very quickly, but the match wasn't quite long enough for my taste. I would have liked to have yeah, seen a little yeah. bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely felt that because yeah, my notes I have like written down highlights, and this match has none because of how short it was. That's fair. That's really fair. So, as I uh, 
had previously said, next match that we got up is Ninja Mac versus Yoya. Uh, Ninja Mac, known for his high flying, not at all in my book, as far as I knew, uh, for his shoot style wrestling. No, Ninja Mac is a GIF wrestler. He's one of those people you see on Twitter all the time with the, the yep. GIFs and things like that. Doing He's very, shit. very exciting to see. Uh, the coolest thing that, I, that he could have possibly done got into the ring and unmasked in a show of respect for the Bloodsport Arena. Mm-hmm. Very, very that. cool. Very cool moment for, uh, for all of us. The, I think the last time I saw that was like uh, 2005, One Night Only with Psychosis did it for the ECW Ooh, Arena. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Very, very cool uh, show of respect from, uh, from Ninja Mac there. Mm-hmm. I was very excited, especially considering the fact that every Bloodsport I've noticed that I've watched has like one fast-paced match on the card. Like, of like two people that I'm like, you two are just going to go really fast compared to the other ones. And this was the match for me. I loved this match. Uh, Yo-Yo was really impressive with his striking, and he had a lot of really cool submissions. But mm-hmm. Ninja Mac is just so explosive. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that, that killer finish that I'm sure everyone's seen by now if they're paying attention or if they have any interest in this. Oh, that finish God. was so good. <laughs> So goddamn good. Oh my god, the spinning kick to the back of his neck just planted him into the ground. I was just like, that was perfect. Eddie Gordo Tekken style capoeira kick. Oh, exactly, dude. Holy shit. I fucking love Tekken. Yeah. That was that was absolutely fantastic. It was that was probably so the first match I was into it, the Mm -hmm. you know, it was fine. The second match starts fast, was crazy, and ended in a very shocking manner, like, that was mm-hmm. that was a yep. good time. That was, like, I'm watching Bloodsport now. Oh, yeah. Two of them, there were a couple points when, like, Yoya threw him and Ninja Mac out of the ring, and taking Mac's mouth got busted open. Uh, there, I actually liked how when Yoya clipped Mac with the first kick he got to him, he almost knocked him out, because it's, like, a good reminder to those that haven't watched Bloodsport. They're like, yeah, they can just get knocked out in a hit. Like, it can yeah. be done. Yeah. It is It is referee discretion. If you, if you, catch, if you catch a bad one, the ref's going to stop it. Mm-hmm. So... There and it is. Uh, props to Mac also for selling the absolute fuck out of his ankle after Yo-Yo ankle locked him, and he just could he was hobbling for the rest of this match. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Sold Yo-Yo's offense, even though Yo-Yo lost. And uh, now I can say what I was gonna say. Yeah, every time I watch Jinai Kai and Yo-Yo fight, they always lose. Oh, I, every time I've noticed, I'm like, I can only remember them in my mind losing, and I'm like, I'm sad that you lose all the time. I watch you. I want you to win, and I want it to be better, and then you just lose, and I'm like. Okay, but maybe, then, maybe your look good. but then someday they're gonna win. Someday, that and you're one gonna day, be I'll so excited, it. and I'll be oh yeah, I'll be over the moon. Maybe it'll it'll be the one time match. you don't watch them. It'll be the one time that like you're like, oh, I'll give this one a miss. <laughs> oh, did you see the end of that match? No. Yeah, see it on Twitter. It's a gif. I'm like, oh, for fuck. Yep. <laughs> I can't catch a break. <laughs> uh, I gave this match a mark out. I was so pleasantly surprised with Mac and Yoya here. I, I think I, I would have been at high meh. Like, I was I was really into it. And then the explosive finish, I I popped right out of my chair. I My wife was napping next to me, and I, like, woke her up and was like, look at this fucking Tekken shit going on. Like, it was it was pretty great. Oh, I, I could just imagine just being woken up, just like, watch, just like, watch this. Watch this man pound this man to the ground with his foot right now. Oh, we're, we're both Tekken heads, so she, yeah, she was into oh, it. Oh, let's go. Oh, my God. Oh, I got to ask now. Who, who do you mean in Tekken? Uh, so Steve Fox, mostly. Ah, oh, nice. Steve, uh, well, used to be King, uh, then Steve Fox. So <laughs> I used to play a lot of King myself, and then, uh, oh, who was it that I ended up picking up? Oh, I think his name's Lee? 
Oh, Lee Wulong, yeah. yeah. I think, yeah. Oh, no, Lee Shaolin. That's which one I ended up picking okay. up. Gotcha. Because I was like, I don't know what I want to play. And I was like, this guy looks suave. All right. Okay. Yeah, that match. So I, after the high of that match, we've got Bad Dude Tito versus Royce Isaacs. Okay, so I love both of these dudes on New Japan Strong. Uh, mm-hmm. West Coast Wrecking Crew, Royce Isaacs. Uh, it, one of my favorite tag teams going right now. And Bad Dude Tito is someone who just showed up uh, in for the first time in New Japan Strong a couple of weeks ago. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I I'll give this a, I'll give this at least a high man for the name Bad Dude Tito. Yeah, that name, it's like shit. Okay. Yeah, I think my my uh, my name on Twitter for a while was Bad Dude Curtis, and I just couldn't live up to it. So <laughs> <laughs> I love I love it. Um, Bad Dude Tito really looked like he wanted to wrestle more than use his power. Mm-hmm. And Royce is a much better grappler, though. So I think Tito just had the wrong battle plan in this yeah. match, and Isaac's just took him out with a with a real nice guillotine. Uh, mm-hmm. t- Tito should have really been looking to dish more punishment in this match, and I think he yeah. he just tried to get into the spirit of Bloodsport and wrestle more than he should have. Yeah, and Royce was like, "I'm gonna beat the shit out of you." Like, yeah. <laughs> I thought the uh, I think the highlight of the match for me probably was the German suplex off where they just kept going they just traded Germans with each other and I was like I love this really they... really good stuff uh, Royce Isaacs is uh, his his tag team wrestling really makes me a fan but mm-hmm. Royce Isaacs himself uh, like he looks like he looks like somebody's weird uncle at the barbecue. <laughs> Uh, and that makes me love him. Like he's got the oh. like floral floral print like um, trunks Damn. and things like that, and the and the mustache mm-hmm. and stuff. And I'm like, mm. he's just sitting there in like just like in like the, he's like in the direct center. Everyone's just talking, and you're like, hmm, you you stand out. He's okay. up to something. He's up to yeah, something up that to time. Something. Don't know what, but you're up to something. <laughs> so that was a uh, I like that one. That one I would call I would call high meh on that one. I thought it was pretty mm-hmm. fun. That's fair. I gave that a meh because I feel like after like the high off of Yoya and Ninja Mac, I was like big two big two meaty guys uh, beating each other up, trying to overpower each other. Classic. Yeah, yeah. Was pleased. Uh, definitely. Uh, you, you talking about New Japan? I need to get back to New Japan's uh, U.S. promotion because I used to watch it a lot and then I just fell off of it and I haven't watched it in a minute. Strong is really strong is really good now, especially because they have crowds, so you get to have that. Oh, sort of, they have crowds back. Yeah, yeah, when I watched it, there was no crowds. Yeah, there were no crowds on Strong. Yeah, Strong started as like a, a, just an excuse to pay the dudes who were stuck in America, do a couple empty uh, empty arena wrestling shows and things like mm-hmm. that. It had great energy about it, though. Uh, yes. It was it was that kind of uh, three matches, one backstage segment. That's it. You know, it yep. was that kind of show. It's a breeze to watch. And especially now that what they've started doing is doing like one show a month, like a four hour show and just breaking it into four hour-long chunks oh, and spreading it throughout okay. the month. That's smart. Really good stuff. And every uh, every match has a really good, like, main event. So you'll get, like, um, once a month you get the United States of J open challenge. Mm-hmm. So Jay White calls <laughs> out somebody. And um, you okay. get, you get like, uh, we had uh, recently Jay versus Swerve, which was really Ooh, good. That one was, that must be, yes, that, yeah. That had to uh, be good. A really good match with Jay and, um, Jay White and Jay Lethal was really good. There, so the, you'll, you'll get some really tasty stuff like that. Mixed in, you'll also get great Tom Lawler matches. Um, Dickinson's on there yeah. a lot. So like just dudes who you, who you like to see be beefy men are yep. on that show. Mm-hmm. 
I'm so surprised that Lawler's still the champ. Because I was like, that guy was the first champ, and he's held that shit still? I'm like, damn. Yeah, yeah he's... I really thought he was going to lose it a couple of times along the way. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they have uh, Dickinson challenge him again and win. Dickinson, like, people at New Japan are really high up on Dickinson. And uh, if he's not coming over to Japan anytime soon, which, God, I hope he is. Mm. Dickinson for G1, please. Um, <sighs> he's so good. He's so good. Uh, but yeah, if he's not going to Japan anytime soon, belt that man up, give him mm-hmm. something. He's, he's a monster and I love him. Agreed. So going off of funnily, now that we're talking about new Japan, we then have Alex Coughlin against Slade. Okay. I don't know Slade, but he looks like the baddest dude in the yard in the prison movie. Exactly. This guy, <laughs> and like another GC which is like from Rikers Island. I'm like, yep, that tracks. Makes from sense. Prison. Makes sense. Makes this guy literally had a look of just, he never, he seemed like he never blinked. <laughs> shirt off he's like and the announcer's like he's not here to submit you he's here to beat you up that's yep. it Coglin like, okay. Coglin is I, I can't say enough about Alex Coglin. like I've watched him from w- when he first started at LA Dojo mm-hmm. I love what he is now he's like you know the baddest in the land and all that is man that's you know that's the thing he's got that freak like John Cena freak strength yeah you know where he, he can does. he could suplex a truck you know <laughs> I love him. So at, at Bloodsport 7, when he, like, he, like, used one arm to lift Lawler above his head. Ooh. Oh, God. Dude, like, Alex Coughlin is, he's, I think, I do believe that Coughlin is uh, Gaelic for can throw a man over a mountain. Oh my <laughs> <laughs> he's so good. I love Alex Coughlin so much. So I, I was definitely great. high on this one. I was like, ah, yes, the uh, the senior of LA Dojo in the New Japan. He came out. I was like, okay, what's this match? A lot of this is just beating, these two beating the shit out of each other. Like, Cog was like, all right, let's wrestle. And Slade's like, let me beat you up. And Cog was like, fine, sit down then. And he would just, he'd always like get around Slade with like some like technique or training. And then mm-hmm. Slade would just be like, would just power through it, like not even sell it. He'd be like, I'm going to kill you. It's like fucking Terminator. He, uh, yeah, Slade definitely could take a beating. I think Coglin was using Coglin. Obviously, has the training, like you mentioned. He's got the finesse that he was mm-hmm. able to really weather that storm. There was really nothing Slade could do. Uh, I mean, he would, he would like the the very the finish is a great. He would rear naked choke him after a German suplex. So deadlift German yeah. to rear naked choke, and Slade mm-hmm. was just out. There's nothing he could do. He might he might have you know weathered that storm. And got up and tried to tried to punch Coglin a couple of times, and then Coglin's like, "Okay, I'm gonna roll with that punch and throw you like a like a sack of potatoes." Yep, it was great. I like it, how when Slade woke up after he got ta- choked out, he started to swing around and like try to fight the ref for yeah, a second. He's still he's fighting. Like, it's like fuck, I lost. <laughs> fuck your handshake, leaves. I mean, yeah, when you when you get beat up in the prison movie, you don't you don't stick around to shake the dude's hand. Yeah, you really don't even wake up. You just you're just out. That's true. <laughs> I was really high on this one. I marked out. I love Alex Coglin. Like mm. five out of five for me. Nice. I gave this match a high meh. I was really high on this match as well. Not as much of a markup, but I was like, this match fuck. I'm like, I fuck with this match a lot. Word. Like I said, beat the shit out of each other. I'm all for it. Now we've got uh I was actually really excited when the, when this match got announced. We've mm-hmm. got uh John Hennigan, or as the crowd dubbed him afterwards, Johnny Bloodsport. Johnny Bloodsport. <laughs> Versus Simon Gotch, a regular at Bloodsport. It feels like Gotch is in every Bloodsport I watch. 
Yeah, Gotcha's Gotcha's um he's no stranger to it, is he? He's always no. been he's always been into that sort of thing, that sort of uh work shoot style, like you know, throwback mm-hmm. style wrestling. Uh it's it's really cool. And I was really excited to see if if Hennigan's training and his background could translate into a stripped down blood sport style. Hennigan yep. is so smooth. Oh ridiculous. He's he's always smooth. been so smooth. So it was really cool to see how he would transition you know, his, his moves one into the next, into the next, and the next using yeah. the chain wrestling. That's something you have to use in blood sport because you can't rely on ropes. So mm-hmm. that was really cool. And let's finally talk about Eddie Gordo because I watched this. I was like, I know that he's trained in Capoeira because mm-hmm. they were like in WWE. They're like, Oh, he's like Capoeira. So when I heard this, I was like, please tell me you're actually going to do Capoeira. And he, this match was just was like just his style because like you'd see him like just run forward. Like, what are you doing? And then suddenly he would just flip back and sweep his leg out. I'm like, what the fuck? Just yeah. I'm like, that's sick. And then you got Gotch, who would rather slap him in the face and choke him out and call him a cunt right in front of him. <laughs> and again, it's just, he's too fast and wily, man. That's his whole thing. I think it's, it's unfair. There are some people that can do anything and it's, it's yeah. really just unfair because you, Hennigan, he looks like a million bucks. He's a handsome dude. He's, mm-hmm. he's got this ripped body. He can act. He can wrestle. He can literally, I, I, if he said that he Nothing. wanted to, if he wanted to play professional ice hockey tomorrow, I wouldn't doubt again that he couldn't do it. You know, like he's, mm-hmm. he can do anything. And it's really unfair and it makes me kind of angry. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's just like ridiculous. He just, like I say, he's just a natural. Ah, oh, finish this match is good too. Yeah. Yeah. The, it was a guillotine choke from Hennigan. Yeah. He, uh, he locked him in with his legs after he ducked one of, uh, Gotch's punches when, or, or forearms, I believe, cause they were forearming each other in the face. And I was like, yes, give me blood sport. And then he got guillotined. I was just like, fuck. Yeah. I, I had to go high man on this. I was really into it. Uh, it wasn't my favorite, but like, I definitely mm. am excited to see Hennigan more. I, oh, I, yeah. I know that he's, He's kind of a, uh, you know, he's had that long run in WWE. He had a long run in Impact and things like that. And so you kind of think of him as more of a gimmick. But, like, the dude's got chops. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, he, yeah, he does. And it, yeah, it was a very fun match. I'm also going to go in the high match. Wasn't my favorite match, like you said, but my, I was really entertained by this. It lived up to my expectations. And uh, part of me is like, hmm, maybe one day I'll actually try to learn Capoeira because that actually looks pretty cool if you can actually pull that off. Yeah. Yeah. Tons of fun. Cool. And, I, mm-hmm. like... How he can keep his center of balance and like shift his weight to know where he's going to end up in these uh, these moves, these throws, these uh, submissions and things like that. Super cool. Mm, Good for him. Re- very cool. So after that, we've got uh, Marina Shafir versus Zeta Zhang. Never heard of Zeta. Have heard of Marina. Uh, so I like Zeta Zhang. I've been following her for a few years now. She was in the first uh, Mae Young, uh, Mae Young Classic Tournament. Oh, she was? Yeah. Uh, she went out in the first round, but uh, she had a fun showing against. Uh, I think it was Shayna Baszler. Um, yeah, I. I gotta say, I I didn't feel confident in her chances the second they they said that she had called out Marina Shafir. Zeta's an she's an accomplished kickboxer. Marina is a monster. So yes. <laughs> like, Marina is a monster. It's she's there's lots of fire in the match. Uh, they were doing a really great job of conveying a personal hatred in like a real sport environment. Big, scary quotation fingers, real sport environment. Yeah, real sport. And um, Marina just had every counter. Zayna Zeta looked game and Marina just had ice water in her veins the whole time. She was confident. She was educated. And it was just easy, easy win for Marina Shafir. I don't know yeah. why 
you would call out someone like Marina Shafir if you're <sighs> if it's your first run at Bloodsport, dude. Like I don't know, man. <laughs> I I'm glad it wasn't me. So I was like, yeah, a lot of this was just Shafir. Like there were so many times these two would like brawl with each other, and like they would come out. And Marina would be like, all right, yeah, come on, keep going. And Zeta just like could not get much on her. No, like no. Marina was just she schooled her. It was arm triangle, easy win. It was, was pretty like, gnarly. Shit. It was pretty gnarly. I will agree, though. I did like that they conveyed that the fact these two do not like each other like at all. Like I think within the first couple minutes of this match, these two are out of the ring beating the shit out of each other. Yeah, yeah. And, and I was like, that's that's kind of where I wish Zeta would have kept it. Uh, like I said, she's a kickboxer, so you know maybe the striking uh, would have yeah, been better for her. That's but again, striker yeah, versus a wrestler. Yeah, you don't go to the ground ever. That's it's not a good idea against a wrestler, especially not one as good as Marina Shafir. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna give this match a meh. I was, I'm gonna say low meh on it. I was, I was pretty amped for it because I like Zeta Zhang and I like Marina Shafir. Um, but I didn't think the ending was ever in doubt for me. So mm, it, she never made me believe. You. She never made me believe that she was gonna pull something off. Ah, that's unfortunate. Yeah. But <laughs> the match after this. Oh, oh this boy, the match after this. Yeah, this was a good JR one. Kratos versus Timothy Thatcher. Oh, it's so good to see Thatcher again, wasn't it? I was so fucking happy to see him in his gnarled, toothy face back. I was like, <laughs> yes, fucking go. Yeah, and, uh, blood sports where Timothy Thatcher belongs. Like, Oh, he's he's at home here, 100%. Yeah. Uh, the crowd was, loved him. Oh, they sure did. I, I, he like he had a blast in the ring during this match. He really did. I think the... um. The coolest spot of the match for me, though, was a J.R. Kratos spot where he at one point sees his own blood from a strike mm-hmm. and just goes nuts. That was so oh, much fun. Yeah. Fucking got up. He decked him with that meaty lariat. I was like, oh, shit. He just goes like, ham. Okay. Yeah, that he got great. busted the fuck open, dude. I think that was like after the headbutt from Thatcher. Yes. Yeah. Like, I was just like, oh, shit. All right. We got some blood. That's <laughs> like that's not like from the mouth. Yeah, he uh he what he ended it with a big pile driver and then like a huge like Superman punch on the ground, was it? Yeah, he like sat up and he jumped up and just fucking slammed his entire arm into his face and just knocked him the hell out. Oh, that was so good. That was so good. Crowd, that was beefy. Crowd hated it. I loved it. Crowd booed the hell out of him. Oh, they hated JR Kratos, but flipped everyone off. Team Filthy's big man's like, go fuck all of yourselves. Don't give a fuck. Yeah, Team Filthy was having a hell of a showing there. Uh, mm-hmm. with Royce Isaacs and then uh, J.R. Kratos winning. So that was that was a lot of fun. Uh, J.R. Kratos, like, he slowly grew on me. I thought, like, he kind of looked like a dork when he first showed up in New Japan Strong. Mm-hmm. Man, I'd, I'd love to see him show up and, and go to... I'd love to see all of Team Filthy just end up in Japan uh, at, at some point. Um, it I would mean, be really uh, cool if they just took the entire stable and just plopped him into Japan for three months or something. Team Filthy versus the Empire? I'm into it. I'm into Team, for, team Filthy I'm, versus the Empire. Team Filthy versus Suzuki Goon would be hilarious. Ooh, that like, would be. That Tom, would Tom Lawler be. and Minoru Suzuki. Mm-hmm. I just like the idea of like the two most angry people. One is a Yakuza and the other one is just the redneck Tom Lawler with like his tiny, t- t- like he's just hillbilly as hell. He's like, I will beat the shit out of you. And Suzuki's like, well, come on then. Yeah. I'm waiting. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh man, I I was t- I was torn on this one because I was like I really liked it, but did I love it? I'm gonna say I didn't love it. Uh, I think 
I would have liked it to go a little bit longer. I would have liked for Thatcher to have a little bit more of a showing. It mm-hmm. was really more of a showcase for J.R. Kratos, which I'm into. But yes. being, a, being a big welcome back for Timothy Thatcher, I would have liked to have had him uh, maybe have a little bit more of a control mm-hmm. control period. So I'm going to go uh, with a high meh on it. I think I'm going to agree with you here because I think uh, when I made this rating, I was blinded by the fact that I was just happy Timothy Thatcher is back. Yeah. I was just like, like I was like, I Thatcher got, I was like, oh, he's back. Let's go. Yeah. I can understand that still, completely. Match is still really good, though. I was. I, I also. Lo- I don't think Thatcher got up after he got decked in the face. Too. He just laid on the ground. I was like, yeah, that's, that'll sell Kratos' offense if Thatcher ain't getting up. <laughs> yes. Fuck it, L. Oh, yes. Okay, so after this match, we got Speedball Mike Bailey in his first match, I believe, of the collective. Oh, his against- first of nine? I think so. Yeah. Oh my Holy god! Yeah, I was talking with Mikey. I was like, "There's always one weekend warrior I like to call it that does like every fucking show in the collective." And Mike Bailey was it for me. I was like, "You're everywhere." Yeah, that's the thing about Mike Bailey. He's so excited to finally be able to work in America that he was just like, "I'm gonna work and I'm gonna work." So yeah, he's like all the dates, and he's going up against Yuya Uemura, who yeah. I I was like, I remember you. Yeah. When I watched New Japan, I had a period where I watched New Japan and New Japan Strong, and I'm like, you're a fucking chaos guy's uh, young line. I remember you. Yeah, Yuyo Emura is, he's the future, man. I cannot say enough good words about Yuyo Emura. He's got, he's a five-tool player. He's got the body. He's got the look. He's got the ability. He's got the, he's got the mind for the business, and he's got the charisma. The dude is going to be IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. Ooh, I'm going to say less play. than less than five years from now. Damn, that is a bold claim. But I'm happy to hear it because I remember when I first saw him, like I was like, "You very much give me the impression of someone who is learning still under like under New Japan." I'm like, "We'll see where you get to." And when he show he showed up here, and I was like, "Okay, let's see what you got." And like, I really I enjoyed it. This match decided to go like, "Yeah, we're not gonna go hard hitting all the time. We're gonna like sp- play a lot of cat and mouse with each other. Really like try to learn the other one's style before like we go balls to the walls to the last fourth of the match." I think I call it. Mm-hmm. The whole match, uh, Speedball was just throwing accurate, fast, and deadly kicks. He was shaking you yet. Like, every time he'd hit one of those kicks, you just see the dude, like, go, oh, fuck, all right. Like, okay. It was like he was preparing his body for, like, Mike Bailey's hits. He's like, okay, this guy likes to kick a lot. Yeah, he's got, he had some nasty welts on his ribs and things like that from, from Speedball's kicks. Yeah. And uh, Yu was eating strikes and got in a lot of trouble. Uh, but he showed that heart and that power and intensity and pulled one out with an arm bar. That was, uh, that was some really good uh, Katsuyori Shibata training coming out for him there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I remember I wrote that. It was like one of, the most, one of the smoothest transitions to a Fujiwara I've ever seen. Like he dropped him to the mat, and he was like, your arm is now mine. Yeah, I'm taking this. Go. I'm putting it above my, above my fireplace. Yep, above my fireplace. It's the trophy on my wall. <laughs> it was I was very much a fan of this. Like, it's funny how, like, for this match, like, not a, it wasn't like uh, Ninja Mac and Yo-Yo where they were, like, flying or anything. This match, I was like, I appreciate the fact that both of you respect each other enough that a lot of this match is you trying to figure each other out. But then when you fought each other, you just were kneeing each other in the face, and I was yeah. all in. <laughs> yeah, uh, Yuya's got one of those chameleonic uh, abilities to just copy whatever someone else is doing and throw Ooh. it back into their face. So if you want to like go power that. for power, he can do that. If you want to go fast, he can do that. If you want to trade strikes, he can do that. He's a very adaptive wrestler, and I appreciate that about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to give this match a high, man. I was super into it. I'm going to go straight to mark out. Uh, Yu Yamura is he's always top tier for me, 
and seeing Speedball Mike Bailey again in America, I was I was amped on it. Ah, oh, so nice to have him back. So then we get a ah yes, this the, I remember this match now. Going off of that, we then get Josh Barnett versus Jonah. I unabashedly love Jonah. I, I, I was, was this is gonna rule. I'm amazed. I'm so happy. I I love Jonah. Jonah Rock is mm. the fucking man. So I, I was really sad when he got taken out from NXT. And people were like, "Ah, he's not ever gonna go anything higher." I'm like, I like Jonah a lot though. Yeah, no, he's he's awesome. I was really into this big ass heavyweight fight, big throws, big bombs, tons of fun. Uh, I was mm. excited. I came in and I was like, okay, what are you going to do? And I, a lot of this match, I felt like Josh Barnett was just underneath Jonah. Which, I mean, fair enough, that is Jonah's strength. Is his size is just, he's just going to smother you. Right. And I was like, okay. And it was a lot, a lot of this match. And I was not the biggest fan of it after a little bit. Because I was like, okay, I get it. Josh Barnett is older and can't get him off of him. But come on, Josh. Like, yeah. do something. Come on. You're Josh Barnett. You could literally tear this guy's fucking arm off. Like, exactly, and then finally he did. He yep. hulked up after he got hit in the face, and then he just head butted him in the face. And I was like, "Yes, the, thank you." The modified like half crab heel hook thing that he put in. Oh, that, that was nasty awesome. as fuck. So Loved cool. It. Oh god. Yeah, I, I was like, I wish it could have been a little bit more impactful of a yeah. of an introduction for to this audience for Jonah. Um, I think Jonah is the real deal. He might just not be a shoot style wrestler. He might be a, you know, someone who needs that. Um, he needs the pro wrestling environment and not the shoot style to, mm. to, um, to, to get ahead. So uh, I'm, I'm into it. It's fine. Uh, if not, everybody can be someone that Josh Barnett's blood sport is built for. Yeah, exactly. It's a very, Josh Barnett's blood sport is a very unique flavor of wrestling. Very. Like, and it's, some people are cut out for it, and some people, it's not the best fit for them, which is fine. Uh, I think in the end, I gave this match a meh, because while I didn't love how slow it was at times, the ending, plus a couple of the other spots when Barnett started to fight back, it was like, okay, you made me work for Barnett's comeback, and it, it helps the match. I'll give it the same. I think the, the end of the match saved what could have been a low meh, uh, mm-hmm. and made it into a, a, a perfect middle-of-the-road 3 out of 5, basically, so... I'm yeah. into it. <laughs> well, now that we've gotten past the, all the rest of the matches in this card, we're now about to hit the second-to-last match, one of the matches everyone was talking about this weekend. Mm-hmm. Biff Busick versus John Moxley. This is the one, so my my neighbor, she's she's a uh, an E-Fed, and she likes AEW. Um, and, yeah. And so I, I send her little snippets of like new Japan stuff and um, you know, like uh, rev pro shows and things like that, that we mm-hmm. want to go to. And um, I'm always sending her little things. Cause like anytime that Moxley appears uh, in a, in an indie show, I know she loves Moxley. So like uh, this one is oh. one I sent to her. I was like, Hey, remember that guy? Oni Lorkin. I like him. Want to see him face Mox in like a shoot fight. And she's like, Yes, I do. <laughs> so <laughs> I was I was really excited about this one when they announced this one. I I got to have a a good moment with my neighbor. We had a little celebration, really ready to go for this one. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, dude! Oh man, I I love this match. Yeah. I really did. It was really good. Um, so when Moxley comes out, the Blackpool Combat Club gear is sick. It's amazing. It's so good. It should still be called Regal Goon. 
I mean, I, but, <laughs> but I'm into Blackpool Combat Club. I'm, I want a t-shirt so badly. <laughs> I, I know they only sell jackets and sweatshirts and I'm like, oh, can you just make like a t-shirt that I can yeah. buy? Man, come on. Eventually. I want, I'm like, sure. Just, eventually. I, this match is great. Uh, it was already great before Yusuke got his head cut open and he gushed blood out of his oh, fucking skull. He was skull. a mess. Dude. There are so many pictures online of Busick, and he looks like a god, a straight up like a serial killer, like just blood pouring down his face. He looks like a demon. That was it. I was That's like, this true. man looks like a fucking demon you'd see in a nightmare. It's true. Um, I was actually amazed that Moxley was imposing his will more than I thought he would have during the match. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that Moxley is supposed to be this like all or nothing fighter and things like that, but like uh, Busick is a he's a wrestler, and it should he should have been able to withstand that from Moxley a little bit and like mm-hmm. give it out a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I know that Moxley's whole persona is that he's a wild man and things like that. And you can't really control where he's coming at you from and all this stuff. But like mm-hmm. uh, he was, he was really controlling the match a lot more than I thought he would. I actually, uh, so in my head canon, I actually like I, in my head. I was like, I'm going to go with the fact that he took lessons from Regal and, Danielson because he used several of Danielson's moves in this match. And I was like, which is which is why he's a lot more commanding now. Because while he before he was a wild man, now he's got Regal and Danielson to I guess train with again or bat, work off of that. It's like it's they their influences have gone on to him now. Like when he pulled out the foot stomp, I fr- I was like, Holy fucking shit, you're yeah. using the foot stomp. You fucking <laughs> That was oh. monstrous too. That that image of like Busick broken and bleeding and Moxley just stomping him. Oh, that oh was gnarly. That was blood Busick. sport to me. Mm-hmm. Then, oh my god, like, then Biff was like, okay, fine, and he stomped his face and put him in a bulldog. I was like, you fucking stole his finisher? You, <laughs> you madman. <laughs> yeah, 100%. This match all over the place was just it. It was fucking mm-hmm. it, dude. This was, I think, the best match of the show, which... uh uh-huh. Which sucks for sucks for me because the one I was really looking forward to was the main event. But yep. this one really stole it for me. I'm I'm not a huge fan of either of these guys. I like Moxley a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't really I mean Busick's not someone I really know, but mm-hmm. like this was the match for me. The 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 yep. pain and the torment that they were able to put each other through was mm-hmm. it sealed it. Sealed it for oh, me. So good. Like a lot of these matches have like slashes for like, oh, maybe I'll give it this. Maybe this one was like a definitive mark out. There was not even a question in my I I, I finished it and I was like, that was a that match of the night. Yeah, five out of five but, uh mark out for me. It should have been the final match of the night. Oh yeah. Oh, the ending of this match was so fucking good. Really was. It really was that knee strike. Bloody, the, yeah, the knee strike. I was like, that's a psycho knee. You can't convince me otherwise. Yep. Fucking motherfucker psycho need him knocked his ass out i was like i love this match it was great every time biff wrestled after this i had a couple of these he just had a his head just got kept getting cut open <sighs> poor guy i was like oh you definitely cut yourself a bit too deep there a little bit much a <laughs> little bit much but it, it added so much to the to the match it really wouldn't have been really the same did wouldn't have been the same it literally, like it. yeah like if you took like the blob his face or some of these like images because like moxley let us not forget moxley like he was he just committed a, a mass murder of people like he was covered in blood at that point yeah yeah, Moxley looked like an absolute wild man. He looked like uh, in the werewolf movie when the dude wakes up after a night of like running around yeah. killing deer and stuff, and he's wandering in the woods like covered in blood. That's what Moxley yeah. looked like. He looked like a dude oh, who just transformed from a yep. werewolf to a human. He's like, ah, well, 
that guy's dead. Yep. Fuck it. Uh, he's dead. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Walks off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Now, let us get to the main event. Yes. Noro Suzuki and Chris Dickinson. So, I love Chris Dickinson. Yep. I mean, Dirty Daddy. Dirty Daddy. He's the Big man. fan over here, too. And I love how much he respects people like Suzuki, the, the elder New Japan statesman, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he wants to test himself against them. And that's a cool storyline for him to follow. And I hope that it brings him to Japan soon. Again, Dickinson for G1. Hashtag that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so good to see Dickinson back. It really is. Like, I was so scared after that, after that accident that he had that shredded his hip. You know, oh my god! One of my was... one of my favorite sports personalities when I was growing up was a dude named Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson was a uh, he was a center fielder for the Kansas City Royals. That's my baseball team. He was also a running back for the Los Angeles Raiders, and that injury, that hip injury, is what ended Bo Jackson's career. Oh so when they said god. that he had the same injury that Bo Jackson had, I was like, oh my god, Dickinson's done. Yeah, you got, like, fucking Vietnam War flashbacks yeah. of, like, oh, my fucking God. Yeah, I, I was just like, oh, my God, no, no, not again. No, please. But, yeah, no, uh, it was so good to see Dickinson come back. And it's it it, it was funny because you could see it in his face, too, that he was so amped mm-hmm. to be back. And they made that part of the story. Like, it looked like he was too amped, and he just wasn't thinking his movements through, and Suzuki was making him pay for it Yeah, in the early spots yeah. of the match. Yeah, Suzuki was like laughing at him half the like the early spots of this match. He was like, "This fucking guy, the fuck you doing? Yeah, the fuck out my face, forearm in the face." And a, a lot of people in the know will just say they complain about how Suzuki like phones in his fights in America. Oh, all he does is he pulls funny faces and he does uh, forearm exchanges. He hits you really hard in the spots where it doesn't hurt as much, and he makes funny faces. And while that might be true sometimes, that's not what this was. Mm-hmm. This was a fight. He gave a ton to Dickinson. And mm-hmm. I think there's respect there. Like Dickinson fights through those exchanges and hits mean throws and just starts raining elbows down on Suzuki. And the you know, the ref has to stop it. But this this was this was more than just a a fight for Suzuki. You know, he mm-hmm. he represented something that Dickinson couldn't couldn't overcome. For yeah. for so long, and then Dickinson fights through this injury, and not only does he overcome this injury, he then overcomes the next obstacle in his way. Like the dude's on, he's on a roll right now. Yep. Oh yeah, I I very much like that. Like this match, like I said, it played into it because like Suzuki for the beginning of this match did not treat him like equal. He's like, I beat your ass last time. Yep. Get the fuck out of my ring. And by the end of the match, he's like, Okay, might be on my level. Got to start popping out the elbows. Yeah. He had no defense of the kicks, though, in this match. Like, every time they're fighting, Dickinson would just kick him in the leg, and he'd be like, no defense. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Murder grandpa's about to get murdered. Yeah, Dickinson with that hard body karate, dude. You can't fuck with it, dude. The man's no, a machine. He's a lethal fucking weapon. Mm-hmm. So It was... Oh, my God. This crowd crowd booed him, I think, after this, too, because they wanted Suzuki to win. He's like, <laughs> fuck all of you. I won. I'm back, motherfucker. I don't know how you can... I don't know how you can boo that man. Like, I don't know, like... If I'll ever be able to just boo Chris I Dickinson, I love I the guy. Do it. I get the like loving Suzuki, but like I love them both too much to boo either one of them. Yeah. Unless Suzuki's got to be the heel in the feud, in which case I will boo him just because, you know, respect your good heels and boo them. Right. Right. But 
at that point, Dickinson wasn't the heel, man. I don't know why. No, he wasn't. He was just the, he just wanted to get his, his redemption. Yeah. And he sure did, man. That was a hell of a match. Hell of a match. I was not anticipating Suzuki to get knocked out at all. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I think it just shows the, the, the absolute like lethality of, of Dickinson right now. Like the training that he's had to go through where he can just, throw you and before you even know what's happening he's on top of you raining down elbow strikes and Mm -hmm. um yeah you have no choice you can't even cover up at that point you have to pray for someone else to stop the match for you (laughs) like he's just absolutely he's a he's a fucking coiled cobra dude he's uh he's ready to go that's a good name yeah (laughs) uh so what'd you end up giving this match this one i was i was very high on i give this a mark out um, I was really into it. The The energy surrounding the match um, brought it up for me. It would have probably been a high meh because the ending came a little bit too fast. I would have liked them to have a few more minutes. Yeah. But there was so much energy, like, for Dickinson that I – from Dickinson uh, and and his, his absolute, like, chutzpah coming through. Uh, in mm-hmm. in the actual match itself, so I was I was into it. Uh, I was I was there five out of five. Ah, uh, I I was torn on this rating, and then you gave me the story about him who wanted to do his redemption. And I was like, all right, you sold me. Yeah. Take a mark out too. Take it easy. Aces. Yeah, I still think it probably should have been. Uh, it probably should have been the semi main, and we should have let uh, Moxley and Biff Busick. Yeah. Uh, finish it. That was it. Was a better <laughs> match in my opinion, but I think they were both great. Yeah, it was a. I had a really good time with this match. Like, I like honestly, the pay per view in general was great. It was a yeah. very good showing for Bloodsport. It was really easy to watch. Um, there, it wasn't. It wasn't overly long. There was no other bullshit that you had to tend with, with like interruptions or anything like that. You could watch the match. Mm-hmm. Done. Watch the yep. match. Done. And it was only what eight nine matches. Yep, something like so that. It was. It was great. It was easy to watch. It was easy to digest. It was quick, and it got every point that it needed across. In a stripped down manner, just like the stripped down nature of the fights themselves. Is uh, oh, blood sports great? Oh my god! I every year it comes up with the collective. It's like I'm like I must watch. It could be like th- four matches. And I'd be like I'm still watching it. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> like when you when you uh, when you guys were talking about oh who wants to help us cover the collective stuff? I was just like yeah me me I, yeah, I, I want I want blood sport. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me cover blood sport. I love that shit. That was literally me when I was picking people. I was like, who do I want to talk with? And I was like, I haven't talked with Curtis ever. And I was like, oh, he picked Bloodsport. I'm like, oh, that's the easiest thing I've ever said. Like, he loves Bloodsport. I love Bloodsport. Yeah. And you, I mean, <laughs> it's coming across probably because we're so excited. We're like, I feel like we're rushing through this. We've only been on, on for like 40, 40 minutes now or something. It feels like it's been like, <laughs> feels like it's been like 20. Because we're I just know, like, right? oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. I know, right, dude? We're just flying through. Like, I, I looked at my, the ties. I was, I noticed. I was like, holy fuck. We're like. 30 minutes in and we're already like half it's, we're more than halfway through but i i was having i'm having a blast yeah. i had a blast talking with you about this like it's mikey mikey likes uh mikey bloodsport isn't his preferred style of wrestling mm. though he does appreciate it yeah like this type of conversation something that i can only get with ryan usually or i could have only got with ryan when it was just the three of us so i'm glad to have more people that i can talk with this type of wrestling about that love this as much as i do for sure man yeah like i have a. Uh... On my, I have a, a podcast called the Smart Foundation, which is not on the Countout Network, but mm-hmm. uh, that that podcast alone is one where I talk about all kinds of wrestling and not just New Japan. My co-host on there is very much into 
the showman aspect of wrestling. He's really into like the WWE things like that. And like, I'm really not into that. We just had a long, long discussion today about WrestleMania and he was sticking, Ah. he was sticking up for the, uh, for the guest stars and things like that. He was sticking up Mm -hmm. for the spectacle and I was trying to, you know, ask him for more of the substance. And I think that's really the peanut butter and jelly of, of that show. So I completely understand the dynamic that you're going for. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's it's fun though, because uh, once you get like I said, when, when the peanut butter and jelly, when it mixes though, and you get like both aspects of it, it's the fucking best feeling in the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Definitely. God. Yeah. So Bloodsport, great, great fucking showing. Uh, watch it if you get the collective. It is a one of the highlights for me. The other one, the best other one being World on Lucha, in my opinion. I haven't watched World on Lucha yet. I'm still oh, I'm still playing catch up from all of that time. It's funny because I've had I've had COVID for a few days now, and I was just like. I can sit down and just watch all the wrestling. So, oh, like, dude, that must be... I, I had to watch this while it was happening, because I was like, I have, like, almost all the shows on here to watch, so I'm just going to do them as they happen, so that way I don't have to do it afterwards. And, like, some of these at 1 a.m. were rough. Oh, I bet. But World on Lucha was like, oh, my God, World on Lucha, I watched it, and I was like, that entire pay, that entire collect, like card, fuck, love every fucking match. Nice. I'll have to check that out. Yep, you can hear me and Mikey gush about it on, I believe, Sunday's release when we do the Indie Waters, the actual Indie Waters episode, because I believe Friday is when this episode comes out. It'll be my episodes. Mikey's have already come out at this point, and then we have ours as just the two of us. Okay, cool. Yeah, we have a long, it's a big crossover. This is like our Infinity War, if you will, of, of the <laughs> network for us. Everyone comes in for a, like a one movie thing, and then they all disperse back to their corners. I like it, man. It was really cool. Uh, it was a really cool idea for you. You know, you put out there like to reach out to the other podcasters in your in your podcast diverse. Uh, the Countout Network seems like a really fun. Uh, I would say it's a it's a really fun collective. Uh, if you pardon hey, the pun, but uh, there we go. I, I really dig it, man. Everybody seems to have a really good time on there, and um, yeah, I'm I'm having a great time being part of it. Well, I'm glad to have you, and welcome to the network. Yeah, I'm not the new guy anymore. Yeah. All right. Uh, before we go off, uh, you got any plugs for the people? Oh, I got so many plugs, dude. Um, ah, go ahead. So it's yours. I'll go ahead and plug my Instagram, eldestructo83. Same with my Twitter. Uh, you can find me on. Oh, goodness gracious! <clears throat> I, I I do this because I have to, I have three different podcasts, so I have to figure out which <laughs> one I'm on and plug the other two. And now I'm like, oh shit! I got to plug all three of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so first off, Countout Network comes first. Okada Shorts Podcast, where we talk New Japan Pro Wrestling. Me and my friend Rafe Houston uh, from the Faces and Feels cast. Check him out as well. That's uh, that's all about New Japan Pro Wrestling, and it's 100% awesome, and there'll be a new episode this week. Top tier name, by the way. Yeah, the best. Uh, secondly, you can hear my other wrestling podcast, where we talk about the peanut butter and jelly, like we said, with my friend Shane Campbell on the Smark Foundation Wrestling Podcast. Uh, you can also find me. I have a third podcast called Throw and Dice, which is all about tabletop wargaming, tabletop role playing. So if you like like uh, Warhammer 40K, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, uh, anything like that, that's what we talk about. Anything where you move models around on the table and throw dice at them, that's what we're all about. Uh, and those are my podcasts where you can listen to me rant about things I love. Hey. Well, everybody. That concludes this special episode. Thanks to you for listening, and I'll see you Sunday. Boom. Boom.
This has been a Countout Podcast.